fancy meeting you here at this time. <laughs> you stroll in, you know, on a late Saturday evening. Yeah, nothing going on. Yeah, well, it's interesting to me, you know, two days ago, you said you were, yeah. you were um, that's really annoying, I know, it's difficult. Yeah, I got to get a new one, I got to get a better one. One that you can do this this view on, yeah. We got there. We go. I knew we had that. The uh, do you remember two days ago when you said MMA sucks, and then you bought this pay per view three times. Yeah, crazy, crazy times, bro. I've got it. I've got it on three different screens. <laughs> Just to yeah. maximize the analysis possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be clear, I'm not watching the UFC show. Um, you guys do that anyway. I'm just well, here. To, well, true. Um, I'm just here to hang out for a while. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's what the intention of this show is. Anyway, honestly, we're going to kind of... I was going to come on and do Q&A, you know, but with us both here, we can kind of just shoot the shit and, you know, every once in a while I might go, oh, my God, and that'll be about it, really. I don't really know oh, what's yeah. going on anymore in MMA, you know? Yeah. It's Joseph live from prison, yes. This is, this is my TV setup because I, you, you know, I'm in the corner. Shoot's got many monitors in front of him. Many I actually do, yeah. Yeah, legitimately has monitors in front of him. I know. There's, there's five monitors in here, yeah, including exactly. the laptop. So I have to move across to get, you know, to see the TV. I did the same with the with the Raw. You know Raw, the show they are on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. The show you've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Adrenaline pumping. <laughs> uh, Rampage was good, actually, this week. Rampage I was, I it was a really good show this week. I enjoyed it very much. Um I'm a bootlicker, though. My mom said, and I quote, the guy with the tattoos looks like, um, she said Sean's favorite wrestler from behind. And I was like, oh, my God, she just did the Brock Lesnar bit because my brother loves Brock Lesnar. Oh, she did okay. the, he looks like Brock Lesnar. I was like, "That's awesome. that is incredible. <laughs> I don't really get it. <laughs> I don't really see like I see I it to yeah. some extent, but physically he's so different to Brock because yeah. he's like more I mean, obviously he's in great shape, but he's not, you know, Brock's like a fucking video game character, you know? He's a fast so I know we've talked about this in text messages. I don't think I've said it on here. My current opinion on Parker is that he pops me in the role he's in right now. Yeah. If they actually start like pushing him. That'll probably he'll probably stop popping me, mm-hmm. but in this little harmless role that they're in right now, he's actually kind of popping me huge. Um, hey, look, I got a question already, Joe. My god, who are your five favorite world class wrestlers so far? Um, first of all, I mean, obviously, I don't, I know I don't have to do this, but apologies to everyone that we didn't do world class Fridays last night for obvious reasons. We had some um, world class content in the main event, so you know, this yeah. is something that. Um, we will get to that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when, but we'll get it done. Um, yeah. So I've actually seen up through February of 84. Um, I'm not going to put him, Kevin Von Eric. I mean, anyone who's watched this knows that he's my number one mm-hmm. in this territory. Um, Al Madrill fucking rules, man. Um <laughs> I mean, he's obviously, he's like a mid-card act. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I like this guy, so he should have been world champion or anything. Like, in the role he was in, he fucking ruled. That Um, felt like a direct shot. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Um, 
the pop here is like I from Joe and I have been actively trying to avoid talking about this because we wanted to do this show, but we've I, we've you know we've talked a little bit, and I can already tell that that Al has kind of popped Joe too, oh, yes. and we're just getting started, so that's going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy's incredible and world class. Um, Chris Adams, I really like. I haven't even got to the meat of his run there. Um, like, perfect. I haven't even seen Gino, but I'm. I know he's going to pop me. Um, yeah. Who's if? I mean, I, I. I. You know, David and Carrie would be the other ones. Um, Carrie's my least favorite of the three. Um, even though, and but I like them all, so that's not a. Um, I don't know. I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say here, but I like all of them. Carrie, Carrie's Carrie is a little bit boring to me. Like he feels like he's yeah. like he's least fun. Yeah, yeah. He's least fun. He has his moments though. Mm-hmm. Like, the one the month we watched, he barely did anything. And David's still in Florida, so but he's David's great. David would have been world champion for real. Um, but yeah, either way. I like I really like that territory a lot. I'm fascinated. I can't wait to get to where the stuff I haven't seen. Um, Joe and I are gonna have a lot of fun with this. I have a feeling I, I, you know, I I don't ever want to make guarantees, but I think there's a definite chance that there'll be times we'll end up doing like three Fridays in a row because we're just yeah. popping huge and we're just I agree watching stuff. It's also a good like encapsulation of what we, uh, you know, what we want the platform to be. I mean, kind of leaning this way more and more. Like, I mean, fuck, I was just going to hop in and, like, just like the fight's wrong. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we you can tell we're kind of evolving. You know, we talk about it a lot, right? Like, our mindset right now is different with the platform than it's ever been before, where we're kind of, we're looking at more about who we are and what comes with that rather than, like, trying to do things like the right way, the proper way, you know, like, well, what do you want to talk about, man? Well, I like, you know, world-class. Well, fuck it. Let's just do a world-class show. So if people want to come for the ride, they do it. We're always going to cover WWE and AEW to some extent. I mean, it will go up and down. Like, there was, you know, last summer, obviously, we AEW, we could do shit like four times a week. Yeah. And now it's gone like, you, you know, it's more traditional. We, we cover Dynamite. And then in a year, maybe back to that way. You know, like, it's... To me, it's like, fuck, man. In terms of, like, the numbers, they'll always pop for, like, a Dynamite thing or a Raw thing. Rest of the time we're just popping ourselves at this point. And that's what I'm for, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's like I'm I feel like I'm evolving as like a fan. Mm-hmm. Um there are definitely times now where I don't really want to look at wrestling that critically. Yeah. Um but that does come and go. I mean, obviously, you guys watch the show. Sometimes I'm definitely still talking about things analytically and critically and analyzing business, even though I don't know what I'm talking about, but there's definitely times where I just want to sit down and watch the wrestling show. Like, so it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to change. It's going to, we, the big thing that we've, we were just talking about today actually was like, we're not going to lock ourselves in any formats or any kind of, you know, I mean, you just, the grin proper has changed so much in the last, just a few weeks, honestly. Um, Perfect example is like this week we, we pretty much talked about wrestling the whole time. Besides when I talked about NBA 2K, mm-hmm. some weeks we hardly talk about wrestling at all. So 
It depends on what we want to talk about. I mean, yeah. sometimes wrestling's interesting, sometimes it's not. It's always been that way. There wasn't a time where one where it was interesting every day. This never happened. It's wrestling, you know. Um, my fandom's changing. Like, I mean, I was talking to you about the Trustbusters earlier, or was it, whatever it was, I don't know. And uh, I was like, I haven't actually re-seen any of it because, like, I don't... <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, that's fine. And that's like, I, I'm not trying to put myself over here or take like a victory. Like, what I'm saying is like, you can do that, man. Like, you, if yeah. you're not, you don't care to see things, but I'm not going to watch it. The I watched yeah. on Rampage before it was good. So I'm not saying I dislike them. I just like, you don't have to like be a completionist for sake of analysis sake, I guess is what I'm saying, which is how I've been guilty of 101 times over, you know? I've been guilty of that for just my own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of guilty. Like, <clears throat> They're a big part of why I won't watch WWE is because if I start watching it, I'm going to watch it all. Yeah. Like I have other reasons why I'm not watching it, but that does play a real part in it. It's like I'm yeah. just I'm not going to watch it because if I I know if I start, I'll start watching all of it, and I do not want to. Mm-hmm. Especially since you know there's now there's rumors that we're getting another AEW show, um, yeah. and if we ever get the Ring of Honor, like there's a chance that fucking the wrestling that I watch the universe, you know, is going to be fucking six nights a week. Like, I don't need to add. Yeah, that's, I was talking to Adrian about that. It's like, that's definitely not happening. We'll have to combine a couple of those or. Well, it's just, it's, it's a reflection of entertainment now, right? Like tape tweeted about the other day and popped me tremendously with it. But it was like, it's, we're in a time now where like content is king has been like become a meme, Mm -hmm. but everything is a chance to like, expand and do more and more and more it's like it's ultimately as a viewer you have to make a choice i don't think it's a problem to have so many options i think it can be a problem if you force yourself to consume all those options yeah. you know i think that's the real key but i don't know that i mean i've like there's definitely been times when i watched AEW where i since i've started watching AEW where i didn't watch the youtube shows so yeah that's always an option um mm-hmm. most likely what we would do is we would like not watch on Mondays and just watch both the YouTube shows on Tuesday, things like that kind of, you know, so we're not doing yeah. it every night. Um, well, it's also, I mean, they're not like the most, you know, I mean, not wrestling shouldn't be a strenuous watch anyway, but these that, shows yeah. are just like, you just sort of put them on and pop a Taz. And oh, exactly. That, you know? That's just excuse for me and Adrian yeah. to hang out. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we've been together for 12 years. We're not the, we have to spend every hour in the same room type couple anymore like a lot of times i'm in my office playing video games she's watching real housewives or some other stuff that i don't want to watch oh it's her fault the rating on wednesday yeah yeah you know they they were number two um it's always built close to you bro you can't trust anyone exactly so it's that wrestling is a great thing because it's one thing where we actually come together and sit down together and watch and like i see the youtube shows we're not sometimes i'm not paying attention at all i'm on my phone i'm talking to her like i have no idea Mm-hmm. Um, that even happens sometimes with Rampage. Like that, I would run into that when we'd go to review the show, and I'd be like, "Well, fuck, I don't know." I mean, I guess it was cool. <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't, I didn't pay attention to that match. And it's important to know that doesn't mean that doesn't render all critique irrelevant. Like if you want, you know, you can re- you can review and critique whatever you want, guys. Like you can analyze stuff. It doesn't. What, what I don't want to say is basically, well, it's just wrestling because it's like, no, nah, man, like you can talk. Like I've done it with wrestling shows for fucking years now. I guess what we're saying is, remember, it's always an option to just be like, who's on Rampage tonight? All right, cool. Yeah. I missed that one. 
Plus, it's just like, well, the big thing for me is, and I, I mean, I've said this since day one. I, I'm never going to be the guy who comes on here and is angry about wrestling all the time. And yeah, we can't. And I can't do it. Like, I'm if I if I stop liking the show, I'm going to stop watching the show, and I'm going to stop talking about the show. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the guy who says this show's terrible and then watches it again the next week and says this show's terrible and then watches it again the next week and says like yes, I can't, too. can't do it. It's draining. I mean, it's that's very. It's one thing to like a show, but get frustrated at its flaws. Yeah, that's very different to being like actively resentful of the way you spent your time every exactly. Wednesday or Monday or Friday or whatever. It's just, it's just I can't do it. I mean, the other thing too is, man, is there's so many options now. You know, like seriously, we do the impact bits, but you can fucking watch Impact if you if you think the top two suck. I promise you, there's shit there that's good. There's shit everywhere that's good. Like, look yeah. at the, the Japanese scene now. All of them have their own streaming services. One of them's a combination, so you can try out free, like, major promotions in Japan for one service. It's like, just, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, we're saying us lecturing up people don't watch because I, I actually think most of our community is very, like, I think they watch the stuff that they, they, they pop for. Like, that's saying that being in the Discord again, I've kind of reminded of, that's saying it's really good about our community, you know? Yeah. But just generally, it's like, so you and I, like, we both kind of think increasingly we'll just adjust accordingly, you know, things will change in its ways. And some people, genuinely, some people like actually pop huge for being like mad and annoyed by stuff. If like you're, if, if you're doing it as a bit or like, well, I mean, sure, Alex Palowski, I mean, that's yeah. fucking, he's a wizard, you know, like, some, I mean, so genuine, that, that's it. Like, some people actually like don't mind watching a show that they hate and it kind of pops them to be mad at it. And if that's the case, fine. But if you're like actually mad, I don't know, man. But to each their own as well. It's just not ever going to be what we do. Um, I have not seen the Sheeta Wave match, no. I did know she had the belt with her on Wednesday. That rules. That show looks like it's going to be a blast. Plus, you won't have to hear the commentary, which is a great bonus for you, Dukes. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm going to your call tomorrow, Matt, for, uh, for Billy Osprey. Who's he wrestling? Ricky Knight Jr. Okay. Do you know he wrestled today or yesterday? <laughs> Are you no. cool? Speedball Mike Bailey. That was probably good. Yeah, he's on the show tomorrow. In all seriousness, Osprey did main event Wednesday and Thursday at Budokan. Came back. Wrestled York Hall yesterday, York Hall Day main events, and then fucking on Wednesdays doing Dynamite. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Burning the candle, brother. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> my my good friend Monty is trying to kick the shit out of me in the chat, which yeah. is unfortunate. You've rebranded, uh, bro. Like you guys yeah. are friends now. Yeah. You don't need right. Montgomery anymore. You know. He'll figure it out eventually. In all seriousness, so Ricky Knight Jr. is in the. Is in the uh, you know, the Knight family, like Paige and him. Yeah. 21, that kid can fucking work, man. Like, he, he's really got it. Like, he's got that, Um, you know, when you go to indie shows, shoot, like, there's no, a lot of guys that can, but yeah. you remember back in the olden days yeah. when there was wrestlers on the indies? Like, everyone could, most part, everyone nowadays can do the moves and shit. But there's only, like, two guys on any show, any given moment, that can, like, they're taking their gig seriously and, like, really sit, like, you know, locked in and intense. He's one of those guys. He's he's got that he's got that edge, which is 
very rare nowadays, unfortunately, but his ways. He'll so he'll be in NXT Europe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That was a good bit, right? He can be the European champion. How hot is like Europe right now when it comes to wrestling? Do we know? Does anyone in the chat know? Because I'm not asking to be a dick. I genuinely don't know. But like, they release most of the UK guys. So yeah, I don't. I I don't have a clue. So why did that roster get so big anyway? They have one hour TV. Rib. Money laundering. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he'll get his job back. Um, big man uh, Wolf. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. He's very active in like England and Germany right now. Mike and Gerber. I mean, I saw him at Progress, and he worked WXW the day before. That dude's like, he's fucking pretty good, man. Like, and he's got a great look for TV. You know, I think he'll be back. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a clue what their plan is there um you don't no <laughs> um for those of you watching the mixed martial arts jose aldo is fighting now i'm at 450 on the clock i'm probably behind you all i'm watching this fire um well, never mind um i may yell at some point but okay. nonetheless we will continue uh, discussing professional wrestling uh, what did you impact on thursday didn't see it no no i watched wow. the late night grin Pornography? Yes. Did um did Anthony Joshua's did Anthony Joshua's post fight speech make it to your timeline? No. Oh, oh, Matty bullets. <laughs> oh no, it was bad. It's become a meme already. He uh he lost and then like got really mad and grabbed the microphone and started doing like a send a moment happy speech. And he like stood next to Usyk who had beaten him. And was like, everyone give Usyk free hip hip hoorays. He then said, and I quote, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine right now, Usyk's Ukrainian, to be clear. He went, with what's going on in Ukraine right now, and I don't know what's going on in Ukraine, but I know it's not nice. Wow. Wow. Britain's uh, <laughs> British athletes, brother. Different level. <laughs> You'll see it at some point. I I'm sure I will, yeah. It was something else. <laughs> really embarrassing shit, man. That's incredible. Yeah. I was wet because, like, the first part of that story was popping me huge. And then, yeah, I see I see it now. <laughs> I get Like, his intentions were good. He was trying to put over Usyk, but, like, Bro, he didn't even let the dude speak before he grabbed the mic and just started, like, kind of promo about, like, yeah. oh, and they're crazy. The worst thing about all of it is, like, they're doing this fight and they're holding the Ukrainian flag and it's all about, like, you know, like, peace. And they're doing it in Saudi Arabia, bro. They sold the fight to Saudi. Like, come on. Does anyone have any self-awareness? I mean, mate, look, it will just be, like, get paid. It's fine, fine. But at the same time, it's hard not to kind of roll your eyes a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's gonna be awful when we do a show there, man. Seriously, like, I'm they better play like, well, you know. The dude lost and basically like tried to do a speech like he won. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. Usyk went up to him. That happened on our game night. We did. <laughs> Usyk went up to him and said, "You're strong," and he went, "No, it's not strength. It's skill. It's heart, character, determination. You're not strong, and you beat me." It's like. 
Could have just took the straight cold and went, bro, it's cold. <laughs> you had a bit of a melt, that's when I see you like. I, uh, I had a couple of tweets lodged up, and I was like, you know what? Get going to let this one sit a little bit, you know? Because, like, look, ultimately, I mean, that's a very emotional situation, I'm sure. So I, I don't want to, you know, his intentions were good. There's a lot worse things to do, but fuck, was it funny. When you see it, you'll pop for the way he delivers it. Did he, he, also, did he like, throw the belts down? And... Yeah, he's he stormed it. This is after he did all of that. He got really mad, and then he, like, put a bow on it. And then at one point, he started saying, everyone talks about how I don't throw combinations. Well, I'm not fucking Rocky Marciano. I'm not 14 stone. I'm 18 stone. I'm a big man. It's hard. He's like, all right, man. What the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Just making up things to talk about. <laughs> that rules. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the CM Punk post on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was incredible. That was awesome. I don't know what I honestly don't know what that dude's up to. No, me neither. This guy's part of the charm. Like my my friend messaged me. He's like very casual wrestling fan. He was a big punk fan back in the day. And he messaged me, um let me read these because <laughs> he said, Why do people here it is. Fuck, I'm just I'm scrolling through the Joshua uh, here we go why is everyone mad at CM Punk now and I said he's being CM Punk again and they're uncomfortable with these CM Punk things and he said I'm just confused because I've seen someone say they burnt his shirt (laughs) yep (laughs) made it to the timeline brother (laughs) (laughs) it hit the feed oh Oh shit! Trading hooks here. This is um. This looks like a good fight. Huh? You watching Alma Drill? Yeah, yeah, man. He don't throw hooks. Straight no, just jabs, just jabs, jabs for days. Fucking it's incredible! And every time he does it, the fucking Lawrence goes with that Ollie footwork. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the greatest mover in the history of fighting, like running Alma Drill for his free jabs and steps a little bit and he pops huge. Punk logged, in, punk logged into Twitter. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm blocked. Yeah. That man holds grudges. I don't it, it probably has something to do with me calling a piece of shit for two straight years. Um you know, not my finest hour. You've if this run goes down in flames, he will have one of the weirdest legacies oh, in wrestling yeah. history. Because, like, if it ended on Wednesday, right, it would be, like, one of the greatest one-year runs in the history of wrestling. But it also would end in a way that almost undoes everything he did because it, like, basically changes his whole, like, message. Yep. It's so interesting, man. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Monty on the other night's show, I don't know about oh, fuck it, who cares? Monty was like, the locker room thinks Moxley's winning. Mm. Which surprised me, because I just think Tony's going to ride or die with Punk, man. Like, I think Tony fucking loves him. And look, it ain't just that he loves him. Like, he's delivered for him, both in terms of quality and commercially, so. Yeah, we know. He did. He screamed a whole promo about it. There you go, yeah. Yeah. God bless. The I will thing say, is, though, if Punk does leave, Bischoff's fucking response will be one of the funniest things ever. Carry on, shoot. Booker already buried him today, too. Oh. 
fighting for a lifetime. Booker was, I don't, like, I only saw a quote, but he said, it wasn't, the quote was just like, I've been in a locker room with him, sounds exactly like him or something like that. I'm not surprised. Like, Art, God bless. <laughs> Do you remember when Booker told the story about Punk giving, like, a speech about not dropping shit on the floor and Booker just, like, threw something on the floor and was like, what are you doing about it? In 2012, when Booker came back and fucking Punk like rallied the troops about leaving trash in the locker room, Booker just threw something on the floor like, bro, I'm like 45. Are you really going to like do this to me? Like I'm fucking, I don't know, man. That sounds like hating on a sunny day. You got to respect it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, Booker is, um, the one thing with Booker is it's always important to keep perspective. And you're better at this though because you actually were a fan of Booker. But it's like, He's so bad at a podcast that he's now become like a villain in a way that we should reserve for like actual pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He likes the taste of the boot he's currently got a hold of. You know, like I don't think he's like evil. I think he's just sort of a dumb fuck who's got a podcast, really, which I mean, I can relate to that. That's fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's, it's fascinating for sure. I I mean, I'm a big fan of Booker. So. I mean, obviously, he's saying a lot of dumb shit, but yeah, but it's like it's not again. It's like it's, it's dumb not Jim in like Cornette, a, like... yeah, it's it's dumb in like a wrestling context. It's not yeah. like he's saying stuff that's like offensive. Well, right. true said some stuff. I don't know. I'm analyzing that deeply, but you get what I mean. Yeah, he just more has no. He has seemingly has no read on wrestling. I popped huge. Um, I tweeted a, a clip of it, but I watched this match. It was TNA uploaded Booker versus Joe in a cage, and I was like, how bad can that be? You know. And I started watching it, and uh, I was like, oh, it sucks. Like, it's just not any good. And then I, I, I went, like, on the YouTube suggestions, it was a clip of Booker talking about it, and he was like, one of my best matches. <laughs> <laughs> I, went on, I went on cage match, and it was like five. I was like, oh, man, whatever. Awesome. Yeah, God bless. He's one of those legends who's like, his match catalog is genuinely, it's interesting how little is there. Yeah. He was... He was never someone who was viewed as a character. He was viewed as a good worker. Like it's really, mm-hmm. and obviously partly it's circumstance. I'm not like, I'm not saying he sucked. It's just, it's interesting that he was seen as like one of the guys who was being held down and had great matches at the time. You look at his matches and it's like, I mean, kind of. He had good matches for a certain guy we don't talk about. Or you and I don't talk about. Or I don't anyway, I speak for myself. And he has, uh, he has a couple matches with Brett right on TV and WCW. But like, yeah. I mean that, it's not, there ain't a lot there, man. There really ain't. It's interesting. I like Booker. Yeah. Do you know that the Honky Tonk Man's top 10 matches ever on Cage Match? Only one of them is not a Survivor Series elimination or Brawl Rumble match. God bless. And it's like a five with Randy Savage. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, he was terrible <laughs> in the ring. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's a piece of shit too, but he's funny. <laughs> All-time great, how you are. Yeah. Um, quick couple of things here. Trey has resubscribed Prime. They've been subscribed for three months. Thank you very much, brother. Always pop me on the Twitter. And um, good old Bud Ryan has resubscribed also. Also for three months. He says, glad I could hang out live with the boys. Love the main event today. Von Eric's fucking rule. Love you all. Thanks, pal. There we that was go. A hell of a deal. That was a hell of a deal. Anytime, anytime I can, someone says something good about the Von Erics as professional wrestlers, to be clear, yeah. that makes me happy. Yeah, good call. Good call <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Did you know Fritz Fought Eric was AWA champion? Um, if you asked me two days ago, I said no. So I'll just say no. Yeah. Fritz is amazing, dude. Like, I actually was tempted to import him into my time machine thing as the authority figure. Because I wanted I him to be like, like I was intrigued by his like dynamic with babyface Eddie Kingston. You know what I mean? Oh, God bless. Yeah, like, like trying to motivate him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My only goal in this business is to make Eddie Kingston the world champion. <laughs> you know, cute, like his gimmick could be like the greatest coach ever, and like he's like Terry Funk. Would, the idea was Terry Funk would like give him to King. I can't do it, Eddie. I had um, I was talking to my brother about because I was like sitting there playing. I was just popping myself earlier. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do uh, Brody and Hanson and like Eddie and Terry. We're gonna do like a like a bunkhouse or something, you know? Something crazy. I was like, what if Eddie goes to the ranch and like <laughs> Terry <laughs> Terry gives him like cowboy boots? Yeah. And as, as I was saying this, I was like popping it how much like that fucking that idea rules. Joey, there's 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 content at the Von Eric Ranch coming. Oh, I've seen you. We watched a clip together once. Yeah, there's more though. Yeah, I'm sure, brother. There, um, fuck it, because it's I don't even remember when it is. There's a segment where Bill Mercer goes dunk, duck hunting with the Von Erics, <laughs> and they're all in hunting gear and like they're literally like fire guns during the segment. <laughs> I sat there the whole time, like, please don't show a duck getting shot. Please don't. <laughs> it's incredible stuff, man. And I'm fascinated because I, I don't, I'm sure the information is out there, but I haven't found it. And I'm also like, I'm not this obsessed with it that I'm going to spend hours trying to find out. But I'm not sure. Like, Fritz always had bookers. Like, I really, I don't know how much he booked the territory versus just he kind of ran the business. So, Gary Hart leaves in, I want to say December of this year. Yeah, it sounds about right. And then I forget who it was that takes his place. Well, Mantell takes his place. So it's probably Mantell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's Gary, it's Mantell. Like, I just, like... Gary kind of... Even though the promotion, like, he shoots the angle that gets promotion moving, and then obviously it fucking goes crazy when he's not, like, booking. But Gary seems to think that that was, like, and I don't think it was even him being a mark for himself, because that's not really his personality. But he seems to think, like, if he'd have stayed there, it would, like, history would be very different. Because, not in the sense they'd live forever, but in the sense that, like, some of the boys might have held in there a little bit longer than they did, you know? Like, I, yeah. I think that was he. He seemingly framed Ken Mantel as a little bit of a, like, he kind of let Fritz... I don't know, I have to read busy. I don't want to put words in that. But you know what yeah. I mean? I think he, he kind of talked about how like that was, he, he wishes in hindsight he'd done things differently. It's a fascinating territory to me for me because like they genuinely are the first territory to go national on television. Yeah. Um, but he never, Fritz never tries to expand ever. Yeah. And I'm not saying he should have, but like, they don't leave Texas. I mean, I think they did some shows in Oklahoma, but like they don't, you know what I mean? Like every other territory tried to, mm-hmm. they do the, the ill-fated thing with the AWA, but that was still like Vern was mostly in charge of that. They don't, even when they're like riding high and 
they're fucking on TV in Israel and they're on TV in Japan. Like, I don't know how popular they were in Japan, but right. they were on TV in Japan. They were very popular in Israel. Yeah. That. I mean, I know for, I know they were like, I've talked to, uh, to John great bolo. Like he lived in Boston and he watched world-class as a kid and they yeah, were like well. a big deal there. Like, but they never tried to tour or anything. So it's a fascinating, cause all those other promotions, they tried to tour like world-class stayed a true territory to the end. Yeah. It's just you would love to like if you could fuck with the time machine. It would be so interesting what the result of that would have been if like everything else doesn't happen. Yeah. So like if they stay at full strength and stay in Texas, do they actually live? Because obviously a lot of the other emotions, the way they ruined themselves was because they lost their their loyal fan base at home was run off by the fact they started leaving. Right. And they didn't make up the difference on the road. It would be so interesting because you can't fairly grade world-class in that regard because by the time these promotions are getting swallowed up, I mean, they've lost everyone. Literally yeah, they're lost everyone. That's and they're the, that's that's the other big one too is they're the one, the, their top star, their really true top draws never left the territory. Well, I mean, a couple of them died, but like, you know, Kevin never went anywhere. Carrie, Carrie went to, to WWF, but world-class was dead by then and he was yeah. washed up by then. Um David left, but that was David left before world class got hot. And mm-hmm. that's actually like he's part of it getting hot, but then he's gone yeah. when it's when it's really on fire. Um it's a fa- like it really is a fascinating territory. There's obviously the tragedy stuff. Yeah, it's which in some like ways, like I mean, obviously first. it sucks, but it, it does it makes it, it makes it more fascinating in, yeah, on some level. It seems to be bordered on cursed. I mean yeah. There's so few guys made it out of there. Like, seriously. Like, because even if you look at, like, Gordy is one of the great successes of that territory. And, like, that's where, obviously, the free birds, like, blow up, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Gordy had a great career. And we have two Terry Gordy matches in our Hanson Green Grappler Beast. Like, he was hardly, like, a, a, a triumph in that regard, right? I mean, the poor dude, like, he, he could have been great for 20, 30 years. The, the, yeah. the lifestyle, like... Honestly, Hayes is Hayes being the success <laughs> is fucking yeah. wild to yeah. think about. Well, the the interesting thing about them is all these other territories that eventually died. There's wrestling reasons for it. Yeah, they made booking. I mean, obviously, number one, I, WWF was a fucking powerhouse. That like some of some of it, you can make the argument that even if they'd done everything right, they would have lost. Very possible. I think so, but, yeah. But like you can see the mistakes that they made. World class was not business mistakes. Mm-hmm. It was real life stuff yeah. that wrecked them. I will say I think it's interesting. Like it's I was thinking a lot about this the other day because Vince there's a very real chance that in a couple of years WWE sells and the company that buys them makes the decision that Vince is no longer a thing. Like, oh, historically. Yeah. Because yeah. they can do that. I mean, WWE, as much as it is related to Vince, it only takes, you know, a little bit of maneuvering in terms of, from an entertainment perspective, in terms of well, the, the content you produce. I mean, they have so many legends they can shine a light on. Some of them are very problematic too, but there's a chance they just make the decision that Vince is no longer part. And I was thinking about how it's like all those years rewriting those history books, you know? And the idea in the end, he could be just missing from them all. It just shows you there's a lot of factors that go into success. 
and you should you should always try and look at why these things happen rather than just oh they lost to Vince. It's like not really, no, because they wasn't really prepared to play that game to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's very interesting in that front. Like some of those promotions, I mean, the AWA is a perfect example. And this is why it's such a shame that Vern is like Vern was, I should say, bless his heart. But I mean the fucking lunatic, he he was genuinely bitter about that until the day he died. Yeah. He he resented Vince forever. And look, fair. But the real story of Vern is that Vern was a big star like fucking 30 years before any of this shit, man. Like, they were, that was their time, you know? And like, naturally, this is how these things evolve. And I'm not saying WWE is going to be, what I'm saying is the guy who run it is gone to really ultimately, how much of it's WWE in 10 years' time when it's run by some fucking, you know, guy at Disney? I mean, for better or worse, I'm not saying in a good or bad way. It's just, it's interesting. That's the fast. Like, I think most likely whoever buys them will leave Stephanie and Triple H in some kind of yeah. power. But if, he, if they, like there's a chance that a lot of the history aspect of it's just going to disappear, mm-hmm. which would I mean would be unfortunate. Like I still I think there's a real I was honestly part of why we we ended World Class Fridays. I mean they were they were moving to Peacock, so the stuff was gone there for a while. I genuinely didn't think it, they were going to put it back on there. Yeah, I didn't even. Um, and I I still think it's going to disappear one day. I'd be yeah. fascinated to see the numbers because I feel like somebody eventually's. I guess it's cheap content to just leave it up there, but I've always believed Tony's going to buy some of that stuff. Always yeah. for that, like, because someone's eventually going to look at, as you said, like who, like how many people are watching these things. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, when you're doing a wrestling streaming service, it, like it rules to have like you know fucking, you know, Atlanta TV or whatever. But, you know, for Peacock, it's like you buy the WWE tape, there's just thousands of hours. You're yeah. good. I mean, honestly, it just muddies the waters for them, I'd imagine, in like a Peacock, honestly, like as much as people dunk on Peacock, and I've never used it, so I'm not saying it's good. But I will say, I think it's actually kind of nuts to put all of it on there that was on there before. Like, I'm, I could. Yeah, I'm very surprised. I mean, I genuinely thought like WCW is about as much as you could expect. I thought they'd try and get Nitro on there because they love the Monday Night War stuff, you know? Yeah. But um, it's interesting, man. I, I mean, it's just the evolution of things and, like, you, it's part of the fun of watching today because you fall in love with the idea that, like, these are the stories one day that will be told, you know? We're watching them play out. I, I, for so long, nothing happened in wrestling. And now, the last two years, it's like, my God, there's, like, a story every week. I mean, there is. It's chaos. Yeah. I mean, Vin, it feels like Vince has been gone for ages. <laughs> Not like a month, dude. <laughs> we've already went through like three cycles of the triple h era as far as like public perception yeah like it's it's fucking insane um so yeah it's gonna be and yeah this is this definitely seems possible you can't rule that out that we just some of this may just get lost and it'll be gone um wait well sorry what is what is i'm, I'm genuinely not sure what this means I'm, discovery's I'm been like um there's, I know a lot. I think a lot of it's kids shows. I'm sure there's more of it, but kids shows is what I've heard about. It's like they've totally wiped it. Like they deleted it from the streaming service. They went back to through like the Twitter account and deleted any references to. It. Like it's just gone. Because yeah. one of the one of the like art directors or something on one of them talked about was tweeting about how like I did this for my kids one day and now like they're never going to be able to see it because you can't get it anywhere. There's no DVDs. So it's just gone. And they own the footage, so it's like. 
you can't no you can't do anything else with it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Anything. Anything. There's so much problematic stuff in wrestling. <laughs> what that, you that talk makes about, you more likely. I know that's the thing too, is it's like yeah. someday someone's gonna look at the stuff on this and they're like we'll just be like, Well, this isn't worth having on here. Especially if they sell to like because this is the thing, I've always said this, and Jack and I always talk about it, like, everyone always does that bit, right? Like, oh, they're going to pay, you know, the, Disney's going to buy it. And I, my question is always, and I'll talk to you about it, it's like, but do they, do they put it as a sports package? Yeah. And put it on ESPN Plus? Or do they just like, what I actually would be very tempted to do is like, this fucking go full, like, it's on Disney Plus. And you like try and... You try and I think WWE sometimes would benefit from getting that like embracing what it actually is nowadays and trying to get like a comic book fan rather than an MMA fan, you know? Yeah. Like I'm always intrigued by that, like what they would do with it. And with that in mind, if it does end up with Disney Plus, they ain't fucking, you know, they ain't putting up Smoky Mountain, brother. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see the evolution of that with um like I saw someone in the chat was saying that there's rumors of dynamite going to an hour. I mean, I don't buy that for a second, but I haven't seen that. But like, it's just that sounds like a disaster if that happened. Well, that'd be that'd be a tough outing for me. I feel yeah, <laughs> me leading every conversation with what I don't want wrestlers to lose their job, et cetera, et cetera. And then yeah. eventually concluding with one hour of prime time professional wrestling is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously like they can't do it, but I will say there are weeks I watch TVs and like Dynamite is actually the best at this because they the way they pace their shows, you don't feel like you're being like held. But as someone that loves old school wrestling TV, like, Fuck, man. There's something to be said for an hour. Not for AW. They've got 150 wrestlers, but generally. Yeah. Like, if you and I were starting a promotion tomorrow and we were building it, ideally, it's like, that hour is... There's, you can do a lot with it in terms of... Um, it's enough that it's like a substantial bit people can look forward to, but you can really save stuff and be very sparing. You know, you don't have to have things going, putting too much time. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't buy. I mean, I don't buy it. I mean, it sounds like they're getting another show, so I don't think yeah. it's like I I get this logic too. But I just like in the time slot they're in, I I still feel like they're probably happy with the number. I mean, hmm. could be wrong about that, but I don't no, know how my, much they're paying for Rampage either. My honest read is what Trace says. I think if anything, they're going to want more of the stuff just because it's like yeah. again we're in the content. Like I actually only think you'll see a big wrestling company do an hour again. If it's like an artistic choice by a money person, don't give a fuck. Like, right. gonna, that's what we want to do. You know, I, I honestly don't. It's because it's a live sports package. And the reason they love live sports is you can fill out your week, like a big block of content, you know. Um, I I remain very, like, again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but just looking at everything, I think this, like, perception that Discovery is going to kill aw or cut i think it's going to be the exact opposite mm -hmm. like you look at those numbers of how cheap their content is for the return on it versus all these other packages i i think they're going to end up getting like fucking seven or eight hours of content every week and i and i'm not even saying that i want that to happen because there reaches a point where it's too much 
even for someone like me who wants to watch it all. Like, I think there's a real chance that they're going to fucking go all in on it. Um, Cause it, it, it like your instinct is to look at it and be like, well, they're paying 45 million for that. That's expensive. No, it's not like for, for the return they're yeah. getting on it. It's like insanely cheap. Um, I see. I think this is what happens, but I think there's a chance he gets that ring of honor show too. So I, I think there's a real chance they end up with four shows on television and it'll be, it'll be five hours of TV. Um, yeah. That's what that's kind of what they're prepared for roster wise. So yeah. Yeah, AW exactly. AW's at the top of their I mean, it's one of the most watched shows on cable, genuinely. I mean, WWE's kicking the shit out of them. And, I but think objectively speaking, it's good they get the deal they're owed by Turner or whatever the fuck they're called now. And they get a lot of money and be on the same network and get an extra show or whatever. I will tell you that I am very intrigued by streaming. Very intrigued. Me too. I agree. Because that could put them in a different box. And with that different box, there there is absolutely a chance you could get different viewers. I'm not saying they would suddenly have 10 million people watching on an Amazon or whatever. I'm not saying that. Because let's be honest, wrestling is wrestling as its audience. But do I think there are wrestling fans who do not have cable and so therefore follow via clips and like kind of lose their way? Yes. And if you tell them that with their Amazon Prime subscription, they can watch live every week, Brian Danielson, Sam Punk, you know, mm. I, I just... I, I'm intrigued by streaming in wrestling because we've not really done it yet. Any real size. I mean, it's, it's wrestling is, you know, WWE Network, all of them are on streaming as a service. What I mean is wrestling on a major streaming service separately. Right. Like Peacock, there are some Peacock numbers that are like really encouraging on that front. Like if you, like that stuff's always hard because it's PR. But there's like, if you look at the numbers, it suggests there are people that click on Peacock and are like, oh, what the fuck's this? And just like watch it. And yeah. <laughs> because... You know, wrestling's wrestling's WWE's brands are strong, man. If you see like WrestleMania's on, it's like, well, sure, you know. That's just one example. Their TV is still on the service. Saying that's fully sustained by streaming service is just so interesting to me. It's like because you could be fresh, you know. You could almost like make it part of your branding. I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's also fascinating too because a lot of these streaming services, you never actually know how many people are watching. Yeah. So it just kind of eliminates that aspect of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think this is true too. Like my I, my honest, one hundred percent genuine, uneducated opinion is that there's nothing to worry about on the AW front. They're mm-hmm. either going to get their deal at Time Warner, or they're going to go somewhere else and they'll be just fine. Um, this is guy. I agree with all of this about the women's show and the discourse and the. And I, yeah. I, I know this isn't even what you guys are saying, but like, don't let that. Yeah, we need to get away ru- from the discourse. Don't let that stuff. ruin the idea. I, I mean, I, I really hope that if they, if they get that all eat women show and it's on television, I hope it's at 10 p.m. where there's less pressure on them to do a number because it will suck if it gets the shit kicked out of it and it gets canceled. Like, yeah. I, I'm not talking that like that's totally separate from like the discourse and the reaction no, just to be, it. Like, just be bad, yeah. yes, um, yeah. I like I I would hope my if if I was in charge, and I'm saying this as someone who will watch the All Elite Women show religiously and would be a fan of it, I would put that show in the Rampage time slot, and I would put Rampage somewhere else. Rampage makes. I know I'm going. 
broken record here. But if you do the HBO Max thing, Rampage makes so much sense for that that spot. Yeah. Like you have Dynamite as your primetime TV and if you're on HBO Max, like you make a big deal of Rampage over there. And it's like it could be on at whatever time slot because it's streaming. Like at that yeah. Could that's that, honestly you, the move. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With, I've always agreed with that. Like, I have my hesitations about your whole product being on yes. streaming. Yeah, I get you. But, but Rampage makes sense. Yeah, having one product on streaming where – because then what you've done is you've created a scenario where the people who only have streaming can follow your product, but so can the people that only have cable because those people do still exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get a balance of, you know, you get your viewers on TV – because, I mean, look, the re- the reality of it, Dynamite does really well. Like, there's frustrations about it not growing and things like that. But the reality is it does really well. Yeah. They're number one or number two, unless there's a sports, con- you know, there's a big sports thing that kicks the shit out of them. But and even then, they do the same number for the most part. They just fall down the chart. Um, they've pretty much settled in to where they're going to be. Um, yeah, which is a good, it's a very viable alternative. It's very good. Yeah. Now again, the the big worry would be if it collapses at some point, but that's not something we need to worry about. That's, you know, um, but yeah, it, like I, the rampage on the streaming service is a great idea. I uh, that would be the move in my mind. I, I Ring of Honor on a streaming service would be yeah. great. Um, I like the idea of some of these, even some of these parts of AEW that are even more niche than AEW is to begin with being on streaming and taking the pressure off of the TV numbers. Like that's my honest opinion is that that's the women's show should be on a streaming service where you don't have to deal with this aspect of it, but that's going to have other impact. Like you, you almost have to get the women's show on TV for the meaning of it. And I don't mean that like, I don't mean that as a token thing. I mean that genuinely is like, that's important. You don't want yeah. to announce it and put it on the same tier as like dark and dark elevation, right? Like you know it's a shit with TV do it has a lot more punch, you know. Yeah. Um this is he's right about this is a hundred percent accurate. You don't want to go head to head with WWE. Um they're yeah. gonna try to avoid that as much as they can. But then, again, if you're on a streaming service, so it doesn't matter. This is a really interesting topic. The one day I want to do a long form one. Because Dukes is right. Wrestling fans yeah. are especially weird about ratings, myself yeah. included. But the reason for that is, this is going to sound like, I don't intend this conversation now because it's too late for both of us. But like, what is the goal of pro wrestling? Is so vague. That's why ratings is such a big talk. Yeah. Because honestly, if you ask that to Dave, it is the business part of Dave. Like, yeah. Dave loves great matches, but as a wrestling historian, he's always tracking trends in terms of who's going up, who's going down. One of those trends is ratings, others is attendance, pay per view, but whatever. So basically, the ideology is I'm not saying I agree with this, dude, because my favorite wrestling was watched by no one. But the idea is that wrestling done well will grow the audience. And you yeah. can judge a book about whereas that has become increasingly vague because the most critically acclaimed wrestling of the last 20 years has not really done great business. Yeah. So we're in a weird place on that front, right? So it's, it's a strange topic. I don't know. And it, it, the other aspect of it, too, is like, like it's kind of the same thing you're saying, but the big thing with the difference between, well, again, another thing you can't discount is wrestling itself made the ratings part of the fucking conversation for a long time. Um, it's the same thing as like the WWE thing where it's like, um, 
you know, why is the crowd, which the crowd has kind of changed a little bit. Why is the crowd so unruly and rejecting the product? Well, you framed yourself as the heels for 20 years. So um, it's kind of a bed that they made and now they're lying in it. Um, read, the ratings were literally like part of the television program for a lot of people my age. We watched the TV and they talked about the ratings on TV, not all the time, but, but you know, it was a thing. Um, it was part of the narrative. Um, WWE has obviously rewritten the, the story on the Monday Night Wars, but it was also a story at the time. Um, and it, and there's also the aspect of like someone like me who AW, like I consider that my promotion, I guess. That's the team I root for, even though I'm mm -hmm. not like, I don't go so far with it. Like, but so, yeah, I mean, I want them to do well. I don't really care. I'm not invested in it. I'm not, right. if I like the show and the TV number goes down, I'm not like, oh, fuck, this sucks. Like, but you don't have that aspect that you have in sports where you could be like, you know, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl and I don't think this was the case, but if it was and like, the Super Bowl ratings went down. I wouldn't give the slightest fuck because yeah, I've because, got yeah. this concrete thing where they made the Super Bowl. Um, or like if you know the you know, I the Marlins ever get good and their TV ratings are still bad. Well, I don't give a fuck because they won this many games, but we don't have that aspect yeah. in and AEW. It's like it's that. It's like what is the equivalent of a Super Bowl final in or a Super Bowl in in, in wrestling? Is it a? Is it your biggest number? Is it your best match? Basically, is the is the yeah. philosophical question. But in addition, it's like we also, as much as ranking talk is boring, we can't pretend that it's not relevant in some way because you know, I mean, a year Dynamite's doing a point two, then like it does change things. I mean, like you know, fuck man. I mean, TNA is like a living, breathing example of this. I mean, everyone can do. They're still alive. It's like yeah, man, but they once on Spike, and then. You know, they got tired of that, having them on there. And next thing you knew, their TV network went from an A to a C to a D, and now they're on where they're at. So it's just. And I think the thing that yeah. we always do too is I don't think we actually think ratings talk is boring. What we think is the discourse around the ratings sucks. But like the actual, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I would cunt, you feel the same. Like actually seeing how they're doing and the trend and stuff, that actually interests me. It doesn't yeah. impact my enjoyment of the product, but it does interest me. Um, I mean, you know me well enough to know because I've used this comparison. I see people in the chat saying the same thing. Like, I see wrestling more as movie and music than I do sport yeah. at this point in my life. So to me, it's like, bro, I mean, I go to films every week that no one else in the fucking world sees. And I'll, like, I don't, like, it just isn't the way I look at the art. I mean, it's to me, it's like, how good is the match? I'll base that on my own look, not on what the, you know, the commercial numbers are. It's just, I get why it's a thing because it's important. And in addition, as you said, I do think it can be interesting. I mean, yeah. you know, you can get something from them. You just don't have to judge your quality on it. Because right, if you exactly. do that, the truth of it is, the only thing, if you watch for like what's doing well in the ratings, then it's probably because you're like a full WF Mecca guy, right? If we're being honest, because you and I have both been there. For a while, what the thing would be was, everyone says this show sucks, but look how many people watch it. Look at the demo. It's like, you know. Who gives a fuck? What does that mean to my entertainment? I don't know. But if you're doing the same thing as an AEW fan, so you don't have to do that, bro, because AEW's like, their shows have been good. And like, you, just, yeah. you can like that, not because they're commercially, you know, significant. Like, 
What does that mean? I don't know, man. It's weird. The big thing, like the way I look at it, is it's okay to care about the ratings. <laughs> it's not it well, I mean, whatever. We're not the fucking police, but like it's weird to let well, it impact your enjoyment of the product. And it's also weird to like make it your job to defend that's the what, ratings that, or like bro, who that's cares? Yeah, and that's what I got hot about on the grin on Thursday. It was like, not hot about, but like, I just, it's like we're doing this thing that's not necessary when the conversation could be as simple as, man, I think they'd like to be doing a little bit better. Yeah. It's like, doesn't mean the shows don't rule. You know, the, like, it's, it, it's not, it isn't that cut and dry. But there's this weird thing now where the, we move the, we change which metric we're focusing on based on what's working. Like, do you remember, like, for a while, we all used to about year over year because they were doing yeah. well in that. Now they're not doing well in that. Now we don't talk about that anymore. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, because the pay of view buyers are up. It's like, all right, cool, but, like, the rating <laughs> doesn't mean the show's better or worse, but objectively speaking, it's good, not great, which means it could be a bit better, but it's fucking good, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's not black or white. It's not they're going to be cancelled. They're going It's like, no, it's, they're doing really well. They're in top two every week, top three every week, whatever. But would they like to be closer to Raw? Yeah, of course. And the conversation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's the whole, like that's the thing. Like, are they doing well? Yes. Yeah. Does Tony Khan absolutely sit up at night sometimes and say, man, I wish this number was better? You know he does. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 but the answer. One issue I do have genuinely, and this is a discourse thing, so I apologize, but still. I do have an issue with the when I if someone says they want to on the show, having explained to them that it's not good for ratings. I I can't say there's no way someone can watch Dynamite and tell me that like that show is so ratings oriented that I can't request things on the show that wouldn't do well in the rate. Like Billy Gunn's yeah. wrestling on TV next week, bro. I mean, maybe it will do well. I don't know. That doesn't strike me as a ratings play. Like that's fine to be clear because Tony Khan has never told me that everything he books is that way. He's talked about spreadsheets, which always pops me. But my point is. I don't, but I do, I've said this to you for a long time. I do not believe for a second that show is exclusively booked for maximizing yeah. that week, right? Because if it is, I think they would do things differently because right. they feature a lot of underneath guys, which, you know, you wouldn't, if you were just trying to maximize quarter hours, you wouldn't do that. So he's booking the show he wants to book, I think, ultimately. One thing I do think is interesting this is not, this is only somewhat related, but it made me think of it. Remember last week, uh, I don't, it wasn't on a show and you didn't even watch Rampage for the most part, but I definitely remember talking to you about how. I wonder if this is the new Rampage format where they open the show with like a big star in a, in a short promo segment to try to capitalize that, that yeah, early yeah. enough. They did it again. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if that's going to be a thing. Um, but then you also, we've got Good. this, we've got this month coming up where Rampage is live. And like, I'm wondering, I'm really, like I said, Thursday, I'm really looking forward to, to when they announce their first November date and seeing if it's, um, mm. a dual show, or if we keep seeing live right. rampages, like I kind of think we're they're just gonna they're going live. He hasn't said it yet, but yeah, the uh, that segment was a home run, by the way. Like, oh, it was so good. The way they like framed it was literally the exact story we've talked about. Of like, yep, Claudio basically my, like emphasized, like sympathized with him, you know, em- emphasized with him. My only nitpick is we didn't get the steamboat and. Dustin Rhodes hug, and it may have even happened, and they just edited it for time. I have no idea. Um, I will say, and I mean this is as, as a compliment because I think it adds the story. But like, 
bless him, like Dustin's, he's finally looking like his age, you know? Yeah. Because for a while, for, when he was in his 40s for a while, Dustin was like, oh my God, like he looks younger than he did 10 years ago. And I looked at fucking brother last night and his eyes were all, and I was like, oh man, he looks, you know, he looks like what the story is, right? He's an old gunslinger trying to go out on a high. I mean, it's, I think they got to tell that story. No, I, I, they've teased it enough. I think he fully intends to let him win a belt eventually. I think it'll be the NWA title on TV. I'm convinced of that. Like, be awesome. I think Tony Khan has got his back pocket. Like, one day I'm going to try and get him a fucking because he's telling that story in a way where, like, you know what he thinks of Dustin. Like, he he loves him. You tell that story with like a knowing. I feel. I really believe that. I think he intends to eventually get there in that front. I mean, it'll be a one-off, and it'll just be a thing they do on TV because, you know, fuck it, they have four shows. Um, one quick thing. Slim J is actually excellent. Yeah. Very good worker. Um, I want to talk about this quickly. This is a perfect example yeah. I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah. So this is like a fundamental lack of understanding of how wrestling works. And it's the same thing I talk about with pre-tapes and vignettes. You do not book everything for that week's hit or miss. Your idea is you're making an investment. If you go back and look at Daniel Garcia's ratings for the first while, they were not great. Honestly, this week, they weren't that great. The idea is you're investing. Because in 10 years, people will say, bro, I've watched that dude on TV for 10 fucking years. <laughs> I care about him. It's an investment. If you put, if you let the woman, you know, if you, by the way, um, Paul O'Cost just beat the ever-loving fuck out of Luke Rockhold shoot, unfortunately. Um, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, Are either of those you, guys problematic? Probably. They're in Mayflies, bro. I didn't, um, I didn't know if you were setting me up there. No, absolutely not. Uh, oh, no. Did the ring explode? He punched, in, he punched him in the dick. It's a, it's not a stoppage. I thought it was finished. I didn't see the punch. Oh, okay. It's a timeout. Um, you have to make – if you just live in a world of the women don't do good ratings, we're not going to put on the show, you'll never get out of that. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. It's like in WCW in the late 90s being like, well, hold on, Jericho doesn't do as good a number as Hogan. It's like, yeah, but you need to do that work to get him to be a Hogan, you know? You can't just sit there and live on this week's right. And I'm not saying they even do that. I think they do in some ways with women, clearly. But fans doing it is fucking bizarre. I don't get it. It's fascinating, too, because it's like the AEW diehards. And, like, if we want to do that conversation, like, look at how many people turn the show off during the Kenny Omega main event <laughs> with the Young Bucks. Like, yeah. and I that I that that's not a, that's not my thing. Like, I don't, you know, it's just like the... You know, the biggest draw in all elite wrestling ratings wise is the Big Bang Theory. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Like which it, that shit still pops the hell out of me because who are these people who just leave the show on for a little bit? <laughs> oh bro, you say that, but we all do that shit for some shit. Like we've that all is done true. That. Yeah, I've definitely watched yeah. like a little bit of a movie after yeah. before I give up. That's fair. You're right. Um it's just wrestling because we're so into wrestling, it's so weird thinking of the idea of someone being like What's this? You know, like, like, if you see someone <laughs> saying that someone in segment one popped a number, unless they're doing a bit because that's funny, but like if they're genuinely doing that, they're full of shit. Like whoever's yeah. in the fucking whoever's Bro, in segment one is going to pop a number because it's Big Bang Theory. Genuinely, like the way that show is booked, none of them dudes are moving numbers. Like, like it isn't like the fucking it isn't nineteen ninety eight Raw. Where like Moxley is in segment one, three, five, six, eight, like no, it's the way he books for better or worse. It's a good thing in the sense that when CM Punk's not there, the show is basically exactly the same because it's just his system. 
It's very WWE in that sense, right? Like he just plugs guys in and out. And if it's Brian in that spot, it will be better. But if it isn't Brian, when Brian was on the show, you didn't necessarily go like, oh my God, Brian would be doing this or that. You just put someone else in his... I think that limits their ceiling, but it clearly keeps their floor high because you can kind of... They're going to stay in their zone regardless of who's on the show. We've seen, we've literally seen evidence of that this year. I mean, guys drop off, and I, I miss some of them, but they never seem to make a difference ratings-wise, for better or worse, you know? The key is just to not let it drive you fucking crazy because you could... I mean... Yes. There was more people watching the Brian Garcia match at the start than the end. And we both thought that match was fucking an all-time TV match. And if, like, you let that impact your... And that's another example of, like, how they... Tony doesn't do everything for ratings. That's what I'm saying. Because he keeps doing that. He's complete... There's no fucking way. The amount of people that say that, I'm like, do you watch the show? It's a a classic balance of, like, what I want to do artistically plus commercial incentives it's like we definitely we definitely both agree with this by the way oh, oh i popped so huge at moxley and punk coming back this is, out yeah. this is very important because joe said the same thing i've been talking about this for the longest right i would book their show differently i'm not saying yeah. their way is perfect what i'm saying is there's pros and cons to every way the way i booked the show if john moxley was gone next week you would notice in a big way because i, he, I would have him on the show four fucking times you know like and I know overexposure, but that's the way I would personally do TV yeah. with that roster. Um, it's just a different system, always what I'm saying. But what I'm getting at is the way they book, I don't think you can expect reasonably guys to really pop core hours because they kind of, you know, they they kind of let guys, they're just part of the show on that. Like, no one's got the show built around them. And with that, as I said, comes the thing that you're a brand more than like reliant on star power, which allows you to be safe. But it yeah. does limit your ceiling because you're not saying we've got CM Punk on TV this week. He's going to wrestle in the main event. We're going to set that match up in the opening segment. He's going to find a partner in the middle of the show. That partner's going to get injured. And then the second hour, he's going to find a new partner. Like, that's what other companies would do. That's probably what I would do in some cases. That's not what they do. And again, that's a you know, there's positive, there's give and take on those things. Yeah, there's it? there's a million different ways to do pro wrestling. Yeah. That's the, that's and 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 you don't do this, so I'm not. But like, it's it's there's a difference between saying I'd do it this way, and it's and that means it's bad. Like, yeah, it's way yeah. it works. Like, yeah. yeah, there's there's a million but, different ways. Like, if you'd have told me when AW started, this is how the TV is going to be. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like that. Yeah. But actually seeing it, I like it. Um, I mean, it's not the rest. It's not the presentation I'm used to. Um, you know, there's definitely flaws to it. You know, they, it's it's scatterbrained at time. It's, again, mm-hmm. like I said, I, for now anyway, I find that charming. That may end at some point. Um, it, there's definitely the show definitely feels chaotic, um, which is probably a little bit of the charm that Rampage loses when it's taped. Um, because it de- dynamite definitely has the feeling like something fucking random as shit could happen. Yeah, and it, which is interesting because it doesn't. That doesn't actually happen a lot of the time. Like, but it it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is Punk the only guy that had multiple segments on a dynamite before? I feel like Jericho probably has. Right? Yeah. When Jericho was champ, it was a lot more like WWE yeah. TV because he would like have like a traditional through line, you know, like. He- and again, your mileage may vary. The, the One of the biggest benefits of the way they do things is if you don't like, like if you think Kenny Omega sucks, you think John Moxley sucks, like you can absolutely watch the show and like be fine. 
yeah, even Grand Reigns, yeah. if you remember Reigns SmackDown for a while, you couldn't watch. Now, to be clear, I obviously don't think that, but I'm, there are people that do think that and couldn't watch SmackDown as a result because you know, again, pros cons, so on and so forth. This fight is um, see in the chat are popping for it. This fella's been gassed for two rounds. He's got his hands on his knees in the middle of a fist fight. My God, he's hanging in there. Shades of Bobby Two Shoes. I have to say, that's a late night grin. Just getting the shit yeah. kicked out of him, but hanging in there. He's hanging in there, man. It's three minutes left. He's going to lose on points if it goes there. But he's, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I think one of the big things that I like, we, we like talking about here because we've watched a lot of it. The topic of wrestling TV really fascinates me. Like, yeah. there's definitely this perception because people have only seen one way forever that you can't. It's like, there's a lot of different stuff with wrestling TV. It's only a, set, it's a block of time. What you do with that time is up to you. You can do things that are like, you know, um, traditional TV in the sense that it's like an episode of TV and there's drama and there's, or you can do, here's our block of sports time this week. Here is six matches. I mean, we world-class, like they start every show with, on tonight's card. Yeah, they tell you the whole card. Yeah, because the idea is it's a sports league that's gone out of TV. That's the idea yeah. of it. As silly as that is with, you know, fucking Dragon and <laughs> Magic Dragon and Craig Kabuki, that's what the... That was what wrestling was once. It was like, here are the matches the matchmakers made this week. That's yeah. kind of how AEW does things. Yeah, but the, but while obviously there's modern spins to that because like you know it's more work rate. A lot of people haven't seen the TV that we're talking about, so that to them it's like this bizarre choice. Yeah. AEW is absolutely true though. Everything's treated like it was a booked segment. You know, yeah. I think in Dude, some ways they could go more that way. You know, they fucking again like. The Buddy Matthews thing last night. When they came back from commercial after Hook beat that dork in 30 seconds, which I want to, I, let's, I do want to take a moment. Zach Clayton. That dude went on TMZ and plugged that match. Respect. That had already been taped and he knew he lost in 30. Like, God, God bless. I love professional wrestlers sometimes. I don't know anything about the guy. Maybe he's a fucking huge dumbass, but that one thing popped me huge. Um, anyway, they come back from commercial and Buddy Matthews, the House of Black stuff starts and JR go, or I don't remember who said it, but like, well, that hook match went short. So we've got a standby match. And I immediately, I pumped my fist. I mean, of course it was Buddy Matthews. So I pumped my fist anyway, but like, I love shit like that. Mm-hmm. So like, you, that's where you can still, you can play both sides. You can announce the whole show, but you can still tinker with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I apparently uh, am missing something incredible right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a deal. Um, probably just hung in there, man. He's 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 rallying here late. Oh, the deal. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a perfect example of saying that you just like WWTV never do, which doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like it's one of those old school, one of those old school touches that I like because it's the idea of the show's formatted and like everything's scheduled. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, obviously, that he booked. He had to book another squash match because otherwise they would then be overtime. That's what was funny about it. Because obviously Buddy was going to kill Sepenico. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Man, that whole thing popped me huge. The, the post fight with Mira was incredible. When Buddy does that thing where he spits his gum in the air. Yes. He's That's, so good at it. He feeds those super kicks and punches yep. like anything else. Um, this has been hilarious because this is definitely not something Triple H has like, come up with in the last month. Triple H has publicly talked about like the three hour roar and how, you know, he's, he's like mentioning, you know, it's what it is. It's tough. He absolutely made the decision years ago. This is what he would do when he gets the gig. And for a while, I didn't like he would get it. But this, 
He's going to treat our free like bonus tracks, bro. It's the deluxe edition. You watch the two-hour Raw, which includes the overrun of the old two hours, you know, so you go about 220. And then if you want to stick around for the bonus tracks, you're going to get yourself an extra squash match and another main event <laughs> on top of it. Because there's no fucking way that dude goes with Dolph Ziggler and Fury and didn't think, like, we know what he was doing. That's absolutely what's up. So it's pretty pretty interesting deal. Um, I think it's probably a smart idea because watching three hours of TV every week is really fucking challenging. I don't think it's yeah. a good way of life. I don't mean, I genuinely, Raw isn't, you know, has not been a good show for much of the last decade. I do not think there is a wrestling promotion that should have their A show be free fucking ass. I don't think it's ever existed. I think it ever will exist. It's yeah. it's just ridiculous. Doing it with a brand split is like Mission Impossible, you know? So, the story, the, so what, even though I'm not watching this fight, obviously I've been able to piece together what's happening. And it has reminded me of a story that I definitely, I don't think I've told on here. So, and it's fitting to tell this story with what you guys know is going on for me right now. Um, Matthew Saad Muhammad. Have you ever heard of him, Joe? Boxer? Yes. I'm. That's yeah. why I'm named Matthew. You know, there's always oh, this assumption. Yes, I'm named after him. And this is for my mom, not my dad. Um, he had that fight with Yaki Lopez where he gets the absolute shit kicked out of him. And then he wins in the end. Yes. And my... My mom read that story in Sports Illustrated, and I'm named after Matthew Saad Muhammad. <laughs> fucking rule. And that's that. The, seeing this in the, you know, that made me think of that. And it's like, I, I actually need to lean into that more. Like, I need to. I really need to learn more about him. I've I've yeah. read the story, but I should. I really need to dig into that. And we should do a grin along of the Lopez fight. I'm all for it. But yeah, so I'm named. I'm named after a boxer. He beat Marvin Johnson for the lightweight. So I know he fought John Conti because John John Conti is like a very popular British fighter. He fought him twice. And he like he stopped him because I had like people talk about that. Um, so he fought Lopez twice. Yeah, it's the second fight's the famous yes, one because the second fight's the one for the world title. Yeah, bro, round fourteen is like. Mm-hmm. I've round seen the fight. It's been a long time though. That's like forty minutes into the fight. Yeah. <laughs> animals he gets the absolute shit kicked out of him mm-hmm. i'd say it's, it's a story i don't know off the top of my head i i honestly i should since it's the origin of yeah. my name but but i definitely i know like the highlights of it but i've watched the fight one night just one night when i was bored and in a, mm-hmm. in a rabbit hole but i would definitely watch it again one day i'm um, gonna do like a deep dive into him and find out more about him um i'm reading some stuff now because i'm i'm intrigued by this now he was so that's one of the big and, and then the other one is Roberto Clemente. That's my dad's hero. Um my god. I don't know. Do you know much about Roberto Clemente? Not a lot. No, just yeah. just name. Um bro, yeah. Mohammed was lightweight champ for two and a half years. Yeah, he was good. I didn't realise he's run like his reign was that long. I knew he was chatting, I didn't know what weight, but I knew he was champ at some point. I didn't know it was two and a half years. Yeah, he's a legend that was a in Philadelphia. Time. That's um, so Roberto Clemente, um, great baseball player, maybe the best outfield arm of all time. Um, but he, he finished with exactly 3000 hits and that's because he died in a plane crash in the mm-hmm. off season. He's 38 years old. Um, and he died in a plane crash, um, delivering aid 
to. I can't remember the country. He's from Puerto Rico. Um, right. But he was like a big charitable and like mm-hmm. just a great human being. From I don't mean, I don't know all the – maybe there's something there somewhere. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, that was like my dad's hero, Roberto Clemente. He had like a shadow box of his jersey, which like that's going to be hanging in my house soon. Um, Arrows. And yeah, so Thursday was his birthday, Roberto Clemente's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we were this close yeah. to, but yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, that like by proxy that he's kind of a hero of mine, Roberto Clemente. Well, that's it's, just the way it often works, right? Yeah. It's, you, you hear enough, right? You, you kind of, you share yeah. those, those characters. There's a picture of me and my dad. Um, Cause he played for the Pittsburgh pirates, which was driving distance from here. Mm-hmm. And we went there in 07, maybe for the Marlins series. So, and there's a picture of me and my dad in front of the Roberto Clemente statue. My dad's in that Clemente Jersey. That's now in a shadow box. And I've got my Marlins stuff on. And my mom gave that to me yesterday. I've got this in my room here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but yeah, it's a, I don't like the way I look in it. Cause I'm bigger than I am now, but like, now yeah it's gone from being like this thing that i kind of hate because of how i look in it to now it's like a cherished thing that i'm gonna keep for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. so and since we're on the subject thank you to everyone who sent me messages yesterday my my wife was very overwhelmed when she looked at my twitter today and saw i had 105 replies or something like that to that tweet um I, I basically I made the conscious choice to just not reply to any of them so that it didn't look like I was picking and choosing who I was replying to. Um, but I read every single one of them. Um, Nicaragua. Thank you. Yeah. He was taking aid to Nicaragua, Nicaragua, um, the plane crash right after it took off. And he only went with it because there had been, they'd been sending aid and like, apparently it had been getting hijacked by people who then were selling it for profit. My God. So he was like, I'm going like, I'm going to make oh, sure that God. doesn't happen. And then the plane crashed and his uh, wife begged him not to go. And then he, oh, you know, my yeah. Goodness, man. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough story, but um, thank you to everyone who's reached out to me. As you can tell, I'm mostly okay because um, I was mentally prepared for this. There's also, I mean, of course, you don't know how you're supposed to react to these things. And we see like this, you know, we see this thing on television where there's this thing that you're supposed to be depressed for like a week. And that's just not kind of how real life is. Yeah. Like anytime stuff like this happens, I feel like I wonder if I'm broken because I don't have like this major, you know, reaction to it. But I definitely have had my moments. Um, but for the most part, there's a lot of relief involved. Yeah. It's specific was, circumstance, right? Yes. He was struggling bad. Um, he hasn't, like, I don't know the right way to word it. This is the only way I know to word it, but I, you guys know what I mean. He hasn't been my, my father yeah. for a couple of years now. It's just, it's not him. Um, he doesn't really, he didn't really, he knew who I was. We never got to the point where he didn't know who I was, but like. He wasn't there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of comfort in it. Yeah. And 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 on the selfish side, there's a, an elimination of a lot of stress in my life that I was mm-hmm. having to deal with because I was kind of having to run oh, yeah. the financial aspect of all this stuff. So, 
but I'll still, I'm sure I'll have my moments. I don't know how much, I don't know when, where you guys will see me for a while. I mean, I'll definitely be on the grin, but like I was, it's funny because I saw you were going live and I had almost texted you because I was like, hey, I, I think I might just go live just to hang out and talk <laughs> to everyone. And then like, I was just going to do it by myself because I didn't want to bother you. And then I saw your tweet and was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> well, I think, you know, for better or worse, and I would probably suggest in, in, a, in a, if we're being serious here, um, is probably the latter, that this has become a bizarre sort of therapeutic safe space for us. Yeah. Being here, because we have such a tight-knit community, and it's like, again, I'm not saying that's the right way to deal with things, right? Like, you and I, we're fucking idiots, what do we know? Yeah. It's our particular, like, if for whatever reason, we've found great comfort in, like, if I have free time, like tonight, I was gonna just watch these fights and just sit on my own, you know, text my friends. I'm like, fuck, I just go on Twitch, you know. Yeah. And then you message me, and we'll, do, we'll do, you know, we've basically on a wrestling podcast. I mean, we, I'm not loading this audio after this, and it's like I'm gonna put it in the description. This is a wrestling podcast. You'll enjoy it. I mean, it's not. <laughs> but if if you wasn't here, I'd probably end up doing the same fucking thing as just questions. It's like this well, is kind of become what we do, you know. And it's like, uh, like. You guys can tell, and we've talked about it. And it's like I have, you know, I've got, I have friends that I've had since high school. But Joe's become one of my best friends. Yeah. And even though we've never actually met each other in person, but Lord, we might as well have. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's actually really weird to think about how much yeah. we spent talking to each other. So it's like for me, and obviously, I mean, I I wanted to talk to everyone too, so I don't, I'm not dismissing that. But for me, it was like, hey, I can just go hang out with my friend for. Hmm an hour or two it'd be it'd be no different than like going to the bar with you but not that i drink but like you yeah. know like <laughs> I don't know, be... we both we both made that comparison all the time and neither yeah. of us drink we're cheers it's cheers man like, yeah bro cheers we're just coming to hang out with our pals and you know take the one thing that i have been actively doing is not letting myself get bored yeah because then you start with your faults yeah yes yeah. so that has been the thing that i've been actively and thank god for my wife um she knows this anyway, but I'm just going to say it on here, even though she'd never see it. Like the things that she does at times like this to allow me to avoid the things that make me actively uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, cause uh, like the, the idea of planning whatever we're going to do uh, and doing like, that's the part uh, that I can't. And that's not even because of like, I'm grieving. Like I'm not good at that anyway. I hate that. Yeah, she's she's handling all of that. Shit's overwhelming, right? It's yeah, like she's she's that, been a big help. She's been a fucking champion. She's taken she's done so much. She's I mean she's taken care of my dad in the last couple of years more than I did. Genuinely, I can't. Part of that was work schedules. It was easier for her to do it, but mm -hmm. it was also like there was a very real thing of you know they were close. My dad was really great to her, but it wasn't quite as hard on her mentally as it was on me to because yeah, there was, I understand. Yeah. So yeah, but shout out to, to Adrian. She knows this mm -hmm. anyway. I've been actively making myself get better at saying that to her because she's kicked so much ass over this, but it's still, it feels appropriate to actually put that out there into the world. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. And it just, let me, I tweeted it. And I'm still getting used to it, so give me a second. And again, like I put in the tweet, 
nobody feel obligated to do this. But if there's anyone out there that was like, hey, what can I do for shoot? LBDA.org, Louis Body Dementia Association. Shoot a donation over there. I don't care how much. You don't have to tell me. You don't just that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing I'm gonna bring up from time to time. We're probably gonna do the next time we do a 12 hour grin along, it'll be for that. For sure. Yeah. That's gonna be I'm not gonna pretend that I'm gonna become this big activist because I'm lazy and it's no, just that's not my thing. personality, that's... but that is gonna be a yeah. thing that I'm gonna as we get more financially stable, I'll give money to that every year. And yeah. Because it sucks, man. I hope nobody else, I hope none of you have to go through it or have, you know, a family member go through it. I didn't even, I had never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to, I mean, I might as well talk. So basically everyone knows what dementia is. Um, but the Lewy body element basically is it doesn't just attack your mind, it attacks your body. So by the end, my, uh, my dad didn't, couldn't move around very well on top of, not you know having these the symptoms of dementia at, and he was only 62 years old um and it's it's very aggressive you know i don't i don't remember when i first told you about this show um yeah there was one night we we yeah went, we, we got into quite a bit right but you've certainly seen how quickly it progressed just from me be because yeah. i know when we talked at the time i was like man i might be dealing with this for like the next 15 years that was like that was my big worry. Is like it wasn't that long ago. No, it really wasn't. There was one. There was one show we did. I don't know what the show was. We we generally had like a three hour post show, and none of it was about wrestling, which is, I mean, honestly, not that uncommon. But this was especially so. We just talked about a lot of personal shit, and uh, you were very. I mean, look, it's you know, as you said, it's a weird situation. You feel weird saying it. You were concerned about how it would kind of loom over your life in a lot of ways and it, yeah. it developed really quickly you know and that and that's a blessing and many curse right i mean it's yeah. it's, it's it's weird it's a weird he, situation he moved into assisted living in march my mom and him did and at the time we thought he had parkinson's um we, so the thing with that was i i mean obviously you know what parkinson's is and you know but i really thought you know, it's Parkinson's. He's going to move into this environment where he's going to get better yeah. therapy. And he's going to, I knew he was never going to be the same, but I thought he was going to get better. And we went, my wife and I went to like finish signing them up, giving, turning all the paperwork and stuff. And we did it for him. And in that paperwork, he, he had Louis body dimension. For some reason, I didn't just didn't like, I don't know what happened, but we didn't know mm -hmm. that, but it was in his fucking write up. Like, right. I don't know what happened. And I didn't know what that was. And, you know, once I looked it up, I was like, well, yeah. he's not, he's not going to get any better, but that was, you know, that's five months ago by June. Right. He was in memory care. Cause they were just in assisted living. Like my mom was living there with him. We and my mom was fine. Like we took about in between, right? Wasn't it yeah. I think it was yeah. in between. Yeah. But I was spent, you know, I went through, you know, like I, I tweeted this out earlier. Like my dad, focus so much on like the retirement and that's the one thing that i'm always gonna be mad about and i want to be careful what i mean like this is not like a you know a thing that i'm gonna be like become a psycho angry person but it's always gonna be a thing that kind of bugs me in my life and it's probably gonna have a negative effect on me as far as my planning for our retirement but um 
you know, he did, he basically focused so much on that and he did set them up and now he didn't get to enjoy any of it. Yeah. And, but then I was also like, if he's going to live for another 20 years and we're spending this, like, I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now and they run out of money. And so that's the part of it where there's a lot of relief in it for me, which is sad in a way, but that's just life. That's the reality of it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think you have to feel guilty about saying that as you said he he wasn't he wasn't your dad anymore in that way yeah he, he, you know it's hard man because it's like there's a with things like that there's always this instinctual and i think it's genuine like it's for the best i think, right. I, think I know enough about the situation to say that i think that's what you believe right now oh 100 percent. that's what everyone around me believed right exactly. my mom my wife my sister but you're yeah you, you always feel slightly dirty putting that sentiment out there exactly right? like, yeah. i don't think look i don't i didn't know your dad brother but i don't think you resent that i think no he would have liked you would have loved my dad no i've had i've had multiple people i retweeted one of them for my old buddy my roommate in tennessee I saw that, yeah. i've had multiple people tell me that my dad was like a second dad to them in the mm-hmm. last 24 hours it's that's been really nice and it's been a yeah. an interesting Cause I'll be being totally transparent. Like when we did the grin on Thursday, I kind of knew this was going to happen, but you remember a few weeks ago, I think I'm sure I told you about it where it was like, we thought it was going to happen then. Yeah. And then it didn't. And so I was like not doing that this time because I didn't want to. Right. And then have it not be a thing again. So I I was literally like in the chat popping with you guys doing that show, you and Monty and Jay show. And then I went to I was gonna, you know, get dinner, and then I got a phone call, and it was like, well, that's that. Like, and I had I had a feeling all day. I had a feeling all day that it was gonna yeah. happen, but of course you don't say that to anyone because who's not, yeah, yeah. But I I woke up that morning like, yeah, I think we're getting that phone call today. So mm-hmm. I got to say goodbye to him. So that was not that was a couple weeks ago. I, I made the con. I went and saw him, and I actually he was somewhat lucid, and I got to talk to him, and you know, and we went back again, and he wasn't there at all, and I was like, I'm not going back again. I can't do yeah. it. Um, everyone's different, you know. Some people need that. I don't need that. I don't. I don't. The biggest relief for me, and I'm not gonna keep harping on this because it's depressing for everyone. Let's but talk about one. Yeah, it's been hard for me to focus on like how what he used to be because it just would make me even more sad the situation he's in that's a lot easier i'd imagine yeah yeah all of a sudden now i'm able to start like the doink the clown story which i have pulled on here before yeah so if you guys have watched the show you knew that story already but yeah that's that's the part that i'm genuinely happy about is all of a sudden i'm going to get to start to remember in in a lot of ways because he wasn't in your life anymore it basically what happens is you're just allowed to look at the memories through a different lens. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's one of more kind of, you know, it's it's less regret and more kind of, you know, a, a relief and a love in that way. It's, I mean, it's he's the a, best way I think of it, you know? He was a great father. And again, like, he wasn't perfect. Part of, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm conscious that not everyone has the same relationship with your parents, but for those of, for, for people who have pretty good relationships with your parents, what generally happens is you've got the aspect of your parents that you admire 
and you model yourself after, and then you have the flaws that you actively are like, I'm not going to do that. That's, and and I, if I had kids, I'm sure they'd feel the exact same way about me. Um, but you know, I, my dad was 21 when my mom got pregnant with me. I was not planned. They had no intention of getting married. They had not been dating that long. Um, and they got married and it wasn't perfect all the time, but they stuck it out. Um, they kicked ass in a way that I can't even fathom because I'm 41 now. You know, at my when my dad was 41, I was 20, which is like, what the fuck? I can barely raise a dog without getting frustrated. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's a. It's a fascinating thing to, to, you know, he, he had his flaws, but man, he would, he did everything he needed to do. And he took care of people that he didn't need to take care of. He, one of my best friends who we've drifted apart kind of, but I got to talk to him today and he told me some stories that I didn't even remember, which was awesome. Um, his dad was not great. And my dad, I wasn't even fully conscious that it was happening. Filled the void. Yes. And I, like, he said that to me today and I don't even think I fully realized that till he said it to me today. But yeah, yeah, like my dad was like, he saw what was happening and he took it upon himself. So this was, this was this kid that was important to me. So my dad said, all right, he's important to, to my son. So now he's important to me. And he did all these things. And he did that with my sister's friends, not as much because it was harder for him with girls, but you know, he and mm-hmm. I've got like I've got a couple buddies who I've known since high school and they know, you know, my dad and they're, you know, I got text yesterday like this hit me really hard because I didn't tell a lot of people because it's hard to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And so, you also don't want, you know, it's, it's like the, the you, as much as it's appreciated, what follows in the conversation is really exhausting. Exactly. It, it just is. It's hard, man. Like. You know, like people, everyone feels bad and you appreciate it, but it's like, man, it weighs on you in some ways, right? You just want to kind of. It's like, it's like my friends, like, I love you guys, but I don't want to have a 20 minute conversation about it. So I just don't tell you about it. Yeah. So it's like, so, so for some of them, it kind of caught them off that guard, which I feel bad about, but um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week ahead for me. Um, A lot of stuff that I'm. I don't like, you know, Yeah, I'm going to see a lot of, of family that I don't talk to very much. And I, that's not anything against them. That's just, we're for, for those of you who are American, we're, we're a Midwestern family of the North. So if you're from the South, you're probably, your family's probably closer than ours. I learned that when I moved to Tennessee, I learned, my wife's from the South. I, learned, I was like, first time I went to Christmas with her, I was like, why are all these fucking people here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that shit, man. <laughs> like you know our christmas was just the four of us like that's just yeah. kind of how it is um and i'll be glad to see them but i it's i i can't deny the fact that i'm dreading like going we're gonna do yeah. we're just doing a visitation where people will come and we'll all talk and and i'm dreading that yeah, so and i'll it, end up i'll end up liking it but yeah my personality is that i'm dreading it it's not news to either of us, but we're very, very alike in a lot of ways. And that's yeah. one of them where that shit will like weigh on us and then we'll be there. Like, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> of course exactly. it is, man. Like, 
Yeah, yeah it's, I got, it's, like, it's a weird thing we do to ourselves. We convince ourselves these things are going to be really, you know, yeah. <laughs> really challenging. And it's just like, oh, it's fun. It's fun. I've spent the last 24 hours telling my wife how much I'm dreading it. And then at the same time, I'm like, I think one of my good friends from Tennessee, I haven't seen her in six, seven years. I think she's going to come. So then it was like, well, fuck, yeah. that'll be cool. And it's like, you know, you start to realize that, you know, the, the part I truly am dreading is he's got like all of his friends from work that I don't know. And like that part mm-hmm. I'm dreading. I can't pretend that I'm. Well, yeah, because that's the way, because then that's the part that we were talking about a minute ago where you feel like you're going to have to have the same conversation, but you know, exactly. it's, it's always important to remember as weird as it sounds like those interactions can mean a lot more to the other person sometimes. Exactly. You know? That's their, that's their one interaction, which is very different to right. for your, you know, your perspective in, in, you know, in good, at, in a lot of ways, but it's just, it's a weird thing. We, we, you and I are very much alike in that sense. We'll, we can convince ourselves pretty easily that we're interested or not interested in doing so, or excited or not excited. We can exactly. do it very, very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. So, yeah, <laughs> long story, very long story short. Again, thank you, everyone. For the most part, I am okay. Um, but I do very much appreciate your concern and your kind messages. I got a lot of them. Um, and like I said, I tweeted it. And again, I just want to reiterate, like, if I, I don't respond to you again i'm not i just don't want it to look like i'm picking and choosing who i'm replying to so i read them all thank you Mm. and this has popped me huge because i did not know that this happened um god bless that fucking rules trey who's he is he on the cowboys is that right tell me who he's playing for that that's fucking awesome i hope he makes the team wherever is. is he in the shoot league now yeah there's like, dude, there's like 50 players who got signed. Most of them won't make the teams, but hopefully one or two will. No wonder Triple Pool's so without free agents to get these days. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Cowboys. I thought so. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be a... Um, somebody asked if we're going to do World Class Fridays next week. The answer is I don't know. Maybe. Um, All right. The... That show's not even started yet, so we can literally start that whenever it's Yeah. Going. I don't... The The neurotic part of me from if you guys listen to my mlb the show story on thursday there's no way i'm doing the first episode of world-class fridays on any day other than friday so <laughs> so um yeah if it's not next we'll we'll get it to it maybe we can bully crosby back into doing it there we go so don't worry about it not happening because i made i did fucking eight pages and three thousand words of notes so <laughs> it's <Insane>. happening <laughs> yeah no it, it will happen we just you know it's not like really, you know, the, the schedule right now is, you know, gives a fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing with us is, you know, that whoever's there or who's not there, you're probably going to get a lot of hours of content. So, like, it's just, you know, we adjust. I mean, look, with all due respect, I'm not, you know, God forbid we transition to us putting ourselves over, but like, the fucking grin last week, I booked the lads on like Wednesday for that. That was we awesome. Three hours, man. you know? <laughs> I watched a good show. Like I, when I came on there for a minute, what I said was genuine. Like I turned it on and I was watching. I was like, well, fuck, I want to be, I want to do it. Like, I don't want to sit here and watch it. So I came on and and I got it out of my system and I turned it off because like, I can't sit here and watch it. And then I started popping huge for baseball. So I turned it back on because I knew I'd be okay. And everybody (laughs) did great. I made my jokes, but seriously, everyone Dukes and piece of shit, Tope Sosita and, um, Chris was there for a while. Manny was there, right? Yeah, Manny was there yeah. the whole time. Manny fucking rules. 
He's great, man. Monty's uh, in trouble when we just steal him permanently, but I, I'm hesitant to even go in this direction because it's his thing to say. But like one of the first purest podcasts I did with him afterwards, he was like, "Man, I do like most of this stuff because of the distraction, the grin." That's incredible. And and he he's gonna hear this eventually, and he's gonna realize because I didn't sell. I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. And inside, I was like. That's the fucking best thing anyone's ever said. That's like the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. Like, wait, you do you write articles and want to do on po- go on podcasts because of us? Like, yeah. And again, I'm not even saying that to be like, so I, it's just, it's cool, man. It's fucking cool. Like, man, he's, he's, you can like tell when he's on our shows, like how much, how at home he is because he feels like he's been on our shows before because he's listened to them. Yeah. Same with Dukes, Topo, Crit. You could, if you listen to the way they speak, it's like a product of us. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really fucking scary, but it's really <laughs> awesome. Like, it felt like I'd done shows with all those guys before because they've been in the chat and they knew exactly my, like, tone. Yeah. You know, and the way I was going to pace the show. So it's just, it's, it's a really weird thing. It's like a, it's a product of how we do content where our audience is small, but like we do so much content that our audience is like locked in with what we do, you know? It's really cool. Really cool. It is like it's a genuine because I I can you've seen it before, you've <laughs> you've experienced it before. It's hard sometimes for me to do stuff with people I've never met before. Yeah. Um, you've definitely you've definitely like texted me and I and felt my hesitation with like, well, I don't know who that is, so I don't I didn't feel that way about any of those guys because I talk to him all the time in the chat. Like I probably, I don't talk to him as much as you do, I'm sure. But, um, and then, I mean, I, obviously I was cool doing a show with Monty cause he's one of my best friends in the world. But, um, <laughs> a lot of these people, like, I feel like I know you now, like, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm an introverted person in real life. You know, it's like I talked about before, even, even though I feel like I know you guys, if we, if we were on a stage, which God forbid, why would anyone do that? But, and you were all sitting out in the crowd. I don't know how that would go. <laughs> I, yeah. I might just sit there. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I was watching through, um, I didn't watch a lot of it because, you know, I was watching the, the boxing and stuff, but I, I was skipping through the first dance show. Yeah. Bro. I don't even have a microphone yet. <laughs> you, you do not like, you don't grasp how different you are now in these like because you were it wasn't like you were shy then like you were immediately comfortable on the show, but you're just you've like found your whole vibe now on the show. You know what I mean? Like it's so <laughs> weird looking back because I don't I don't notice obviously because we do shows every week. So to me, it's like I enjoyed doing shows. You start obviously I still enjoy doing them, but watching it is like oh my god, it's a different thing. Man. It's it's kind of wild to watch. I mean, I've done shows by myself now. Like, can yeah. you imagine that? Remember the first time I did a show without you, and I don't—I think I don't remember who it was with, but it was like, and then that week you were gone, and I was just fucking like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I had the same exact thing. I mean, there was an episode of Distraction where Jeremy's internet didn't work, and I like just did a solo, and it was like at the time it felt like I'd run a marathon, you know? Yeah. And now it's like I fucking do solo shows like almost every day. You just you you like adjust, you know? That's why I love doing like. And you know this, but like, it pops me doing shows for that, that haven't done shows before. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a weird thing that I enjoy. Like, because I know that. Again, have you done? Much. Have you have have you done what you reference on air that you do privately? Can we say that on here? Have you ever said it? Do you not want to say that? What one? <laughs> the 
the Cesaro thing? Oh, I've said on the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pops me huge every time. You, you've definitely just sent me the picture before. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's hard to talk about stuff that's not egotist, but it's like, I'm fucking good at what I do, man. Yeah. Like I can, I can, I can steer one of those ships pretty easily, you know? And it ain't rocket science. I mean, there's a lot better skills you can have in life. I'm yeah. aware of that. But like, I enjoy doing shows we haven't done shows before because I truly believe that I will be able to make them very comfortable very quickly. And I can do it in different ways. It's easy with the Grinners because they know me in a weird way. They haven't spoken to me, but they know me. I, I kind of know them too. But I really enjoy making people, you know, I mean, like, again, I'm going to bring him again. He's going to hear this, so God bless him. But, you know, when when I was doing shows with Manny on Recipes, Monty and I, like, Monty was like, Manny's fucking hilarious. He just needs to get like we. It'll be when he gets comfortable on on screen because he'd done a lot of spaces. But when you're on a podcast, it's different. Like you're on oh, camera yeah. and stuff. And like that's like fucking Christmas morning to me. He's like, oh okay. And now like he's doing fucking mask bits and you know, popping huge. Like he's like <laughs> he's a grinner now, bro. <laughs> it's the most fun shit, honestly. Like that. I do want to say to Dukes and uh. And Tope, of course, Tope didn't have, doesn't have a camera anyway. So, but like, because we, you know, we put that new graphic out with Manny on it, and those guys have been doing it too. Like, a big part of that was just because I wanted to do that fucking graphic with that picture with him with the mask. <laughs> it yeah. just popped me so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to act like we're dismissing you guys. Um, no, no, like I actually, um, you know, I thought everyone did an amazing job, and I'm not just saying that. I would simply avoid the topic if I, if I didn't believe it. I thought everyone did a really good job. Um, young Dukes has got an incredible energy. He's like... Yeah, he's like 12, though. I don't really feel comfortable talking to someone that young. He's so infectious, dude. Did you see young Dukes just watching the conversation play, how much fun he was having? Yeah. Fucking ruled. I would tell Bay Suicida immediately was actually, like, analytical, which, you know, we didn't expect because, obviously, you know, he's a piece of shit. Right. Um, Chris, I could tell Chris was going to be good at it if his internet worked. And on the second show, he did he was good at it. I mean, Chris does stuff for WrestlePurist. So I think he'll, yeah. you know, hopefully that'll be a thing he can do more. And like, I. And he's a Marlins fan. So that just automatically means well, he's a very patient person. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, you know, the, the, the dynamic of. I'm big on the idea that eventually there's just loads of people doing podcasts that, like, at some point. I shared the screen with, and they're like, yeah, he wasn't an asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a big thing for me, man. You know that. I, mean, I think about that shit a lot. Like, there's a lot of people who think I'm an asshole, but, you know, yeah. who cares, right? You know? But, like, it'd be cool if, like, Chris is hosting, you know, the purest hour, whatever the fuck they're going to call it, or someday. Please like, don't call it the purest hour. That'd be weird, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible name. And, like, it'd be good if he was like, yeah, I hope it was pretty useful. You know? <laughs> Anytime I see someone referring to it as just the purest, I want to be like, you might want to put wrestle in front of that. <laughs> it's such an incredible name for how like Monty's for how the Monty content is delivered, like how the way it's developing, the fact that it's called Wrestle Purist is infinitely funnier. Yeah. Just dudes screaming at each other about Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> the purest all day, bro. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, again, here we are. We're 
we've yeah. done that thing again. You know, we've we've gone into. I've just I've tr- transformed the show into being a whole bit celebration show. Yes. Done it again. Cool. That's what we do. That's what we do. Fair. Um, you know, they expect it from us at this point. They do. This is true. We've gained viewers while doing it. So yeah, Manny's yeah. a hooper. Manny is a hooper. Manny, Manny has evolved for me, and like he's gonna hear this, so I want to be very clear. I never disliked Manny, but I definitely didn't know he was trolling all the time at first, and so he would tweet stuff, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is he talking?" About? <laughs> I definitely like, I I definitely used to send Manny's tweets to Joe and be like, "What the fuck is this?" He tweeted the other day. He tweeted, "If Punk's gone, I'm gone." <laughs> But I've, I've now that I, I, I mean, I got to know Manny's the wrong way to put it, but like I, now they pop me huge. Like he's an yeah. artist. He's... I just now I send him to Joe, and all it says is art. Fucking rose, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good shit. Um, my players, ball, my uh, haters' ball idea that we'll probably never actually do, but that popped the chat huge. <laughs> you gotta do it as a one-off. I'm telling you. Yeah, then I gotta get a suit though. Yeah, fair. All right, maybe <laughs> cut the suit part of it. <laughs> you know that Bailey made her in-ring return tonight? I did know that. It's got different did a, gear. Did a job. Did she really? Baby yeah, faces win, brother. Your idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no way she gives a fuck, right? Yeah. I was talking about her the other day, actually. Like, um, I heard some stuff immediately about like her galvanizing the troops. She may be like the only locker room leader who's not like toxic. Yeah. Seriously. We don't talk about Fed a lot, you and I, but I think we both agree on this much. Bailey's like Bailey's she's credits. Yeah, credits are wrestling. Favorites, yeah. Yeah. Real credits wrestling. Like there's been times I've not loved her on screen. And that happens with every yeah. wrestler. When she first turned here, I was like, this stuff's terrible. I hated she the picked, old yeah. Turn. yeah. It was bro, it was awful at starting. She turned it around in the in the no era, no I crowd era. Watching for, but yeah. from everything I've read, she's turned it around. So. It's like, but even if she never turned around, like she just seems like fucking good people, man. Yeah. Um, if anyone I'll in the chat knows like what's going on, <laughs> well, fuck it, who cares? See, I'm just gonna be honest. I fucking hated that ding dong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. It's more that she's like, you have to watch it through the correct lens. Like she's kind of doing like to me, it's like an Owen Hart vibe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like obnoxious, but the audience like really loves her. They just sort of, it's like a knowing respect, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, I think a lot about because for you it's different, and I I really admire your optimism in terms of how many of today's wrestlers you like because you've seen so many wrestlers. Like I'm not even doing the old man boat bit here, but like seriously, yeah. you started watching '92, right? Ninety. 90, right. 92. Because I remember you talking about Austin and Dangerous Line stuff. So that's 92. My bad. 90, okay. So you've, like, most of the wrestlers I like, like, if you went from my time machine save, you've seen most of them in real time. At least some, some, yeah. In some form or fashion. Like, there's very few in there that you haven't watched it, like, while it's happening. And for me, because my fandom's totally the opposite, I really feel like I've only properly watched wrestling for the last seven years. Because before that, I didn't. I didn't care that way. So the only guys I'm connected to in that sense, beyond like, I mean, there's a lot of old wrestlers I love, as you know, but connected to is different because that's saying I think you get in real-time viewing. I really do. You see the ups, the downs. You live and breathe it. So, so I'm, I'm always increasingly trying to keep perspective on like, one day I'll fondly remember these people, you know? Yeah. 
Like there'll be a time shoot where like, we were just talking about Bailey. Like when the wrestlers of her era like talk about Bailey, she's gonna be like a fucking legend. <laughs> like she's oh, yeah. really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just think about stuff a lot because like it's this is kind of our crop of wrestlers that we're covering right now. Cover's a very loose word, but we're talking about them, you know, like the the AEW crew that's together right now, like if at any point they have a better roster than what they have now, I'll be surprised. Right. Feels like it'll be the opposite because old guys will retire and you know, yeah. and honestly, look, that doesn't mean the show will get worse, but roster wise, there will absolutely be things in 20 years of people go, wait, who was there in 2021, 2022? Right. Like they had they had 40 fucking top guys, you know, like and we were covering it. I get weirdly sentimental about these things. It's like it's you try and you gotta try and appreciate those things while they're here, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, it's like it's a good time. Dude, it's right, because yeah, I've definitely got people that like that I liked at the time that retrospect I have I kind of some have some of the opposite. Like um Attitude Era, Val Venus is one of my favorite wrestlers. Well, yeah. And not even for like not even for because of the gimmick. Like I actually liked him as a wrestler. Like yeah. and I still think he was a good wrestler. He's just a fucking he's insane. But um but I definitely like I look back on some of that stuff and it's like this is awful. Not I I like I said, I think he was a good worker. I don't I'm not talking about him in ring, but like some of the segments and stuff, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, yeah, but, um, but I actually, I, I think he's underrated as a worker and he's that's never going to change because of his reputation now. But no, he's a good wrestler for sure. Yeah. It's just that whole year is so interesting because it's like, it's, we've done the overcorrect thing on the attitude era where it's like, it objectively was good for what it was. So, like, when people just pretend it was like terrible, it's like, no, but. <laughs> It has definitely aged badly too, right? Like, there's the truth is in the middle often with these things. This rules. Demon Grin, do you know if it's a uh, male kitten or a female kitten? Hmm. Oh, fuck. My joke already got taken. <laughs> Actually, I was really? going to say Phil. <laughs> God damn it. Piers at Kamaru is when he's. Uh... He's winning this fight. You'll be happy in no shoot. Okay. It's good to You're know. You're a big fan of his win, right? Buddy Cat Thews. Oh, that's good. Um, that's no, very good. No clue on the gender. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, then you can just say Buddy. You just say Bud Cat. Oh, that's perfect. Is yeah. it, um, the Marlins used to have a pitcher named uh, Matt Lottos. And uh, and he's he spelled Matt with, with one T instead of two, which is the wrong way to spell it. But whatever, it's his name. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a cat and he named it Cat Lottos. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. Late at Rose. Um, let's see. Phil Line. That's good. Grinny is gender, gender neutral. Yes. Um, Dukes is saying Alley Cat. Um, Bob how Cat fucking, O'Neill. How funny is it that, that Grinny is a real thing that we did? Like, or well, still do, I guess. One of the most ridiculous bits of all bits. Yeah. We don't even really talk about Green anymore, but he is on the screen on the flagship. He never explained. Corner. Yeah. Never explained. Yep. There's people that have watched our show and just seen like there's just a dog just like there for no reason. It's like yeah. a... rules. Like we announced, like when we started it, it was like a... the thing was it was our mascot. Yeah. And it's like we never then again called it that. We just <laughs> just there, just pop our branding. 
it's just a call. It's a callback for the people who've been there since. <laughs> Grinning's in the a... intro too, in that in that yeah, yeah. that in the dabbing cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> you love the dabbing cowboy. I really man. do. Love that shit. <laughs> Buddy cat, yeah. Um, yeah, that was like the first. Uh... Was would we say that's the first like really classic Oracle moment? Is this the green no, story? No, the no? okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the draft was honestly bordered on like parody. It was fucking ridiculous. What episode would... was that? I think we called it Meet Grinny. Yeah, it was the it was the first one that had a name. I think it was called Meet Grinny. Yeah. Um, genuinely, like the draft one because Oracle was like new to the show. We all knew, like he, you know, he like just come on like. You could see the chat was hesitant to dunk on how he was doing this draft. But he, it was like his second pick and he took like five minutes. Oh, and he right, kept talking yeah. about Seamus. Do you remember this? He kept, yes. And then he just picked like Darby Allen and then picked Seamus two weeks later or something. Like he was out of his mind for that. The tag one's the one everyone remembers, but genuinely, that, just picking dudes, he was like fucking perplexed, you know? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. First time he went and made dinner. That's a good one. Oracle fucking rules, man. I love that dude. <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's he's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. He's a I perfect example that, of like if with professional wrestling, like because again, it is just wrestling, but we qualify that because we spend a ton of time talking and watching it. But like, we don't agree on much of anything with pro wrestling. Yeah. And I still love the guy. Like, it's not that hard to do that. Like, <laughs> the thing that pops me about Oracle is I never know what he's going to like. I have no read on what he's going to like and dislike. Yeah. Like, he, he, I have no clue. Like, he's, he's complete 50 50 in me, you know? Yeah. That was fucking, bro. That was actually like backboarded on uncomfortable. <laughs> fucking I man. asked Oracle, like, the lot, the lasting legacy of relations went for his whole career and talked about how bad all of it was. I've, n- I've never been so in awe of a performance in my life. He rules. He's yeah. absolutely, he's absolutely going to stop watching AEW by the end of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, when Punker, well, if Punker goes home, it's over, brother. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. WWE gets more and more passable, and like, yeah. yeah, it'll be over for Oracle and AEW, which is fine. Bless his heart. The Oracle of Wrestling. The uh, the MLW show is a classic, yeah. God, that fucking road. I was legitimately mad, too. It's funnier with, like, the, the context. Um, the context makes it even funnier, too, because that was a Thursday. And I think I did, like, distraction. I did something on here, I think. And then yeah, I you'd been on, on the air for hours. Yeah, I hopped on... Yeah. Um, uh, Fightful's Twitch, and I like, just sat there for a bit, and then you text me, and I, you guys are in the chat talking about, it, and I, and it was like the fun. I just sat there and watched you guys. It was so funny, you know. Yeah. The TK tweet show was great. Yeah, it was. That was. Uh... And the live coverage of dark, the dark taping, <laughs> where absolutely nothing happened, and we were actively mad by the end, and like. The last like half hour of the dark taping shows, like me and Joe reading our phones and just begging for the taping to end so we could end the show. What a dumb idea! <laughs> yeah, 
the floating Meltzer headline. Yeah, that was a great. The MLW show is great. I've actually rewatched some of it. Um, I mean, that's in honesty that that show's got funnier because MLW never was back on that network and also announced Will Ospreay never wrestled for them. Yes. <laughs> so, that's, that's, when you think about it, it's even funnier, really, in that context, you know? Jack asking how he's going to explain it to Penelope and. <laughs> Never going to be able to look her in the face again, I think he said. Yeah, he did, yeah. Jack is something else, man. He fucking rules, man. At the evolution of that chat is one of the funniest, like, because Jack's always late to everything, folks. So he's like, he tend, like, you know, something will happen, like, she'll text me, I'll shoot, send it to shoot, and in, like, 10 minutes, Jack will send it in the chat. And he's like, I don't mind your late these things, bro. Like, you really think we're all so late to them? Like, look at us fucking dogs. Of course we know this has already happened. We know that Triple H has rehired fucking Sam Shaw. You know what I mean? Like, he's incredible. Like, he does it without any... And we're just, like, dunk on him. He just, he'll just take that and move on and he does it again. Yeah. Yesterday, um, I I typed out the, the text of Bobby's promo from the start of The Grin. And I just put it in the group chat in quotes with no context and no fault. And I we never addressed it again. Like Jack replied with what the fuck is this in all caps. And then we never replied to him about it. We never talked about it again. He has I I I, I don't know if he's figured out who said it yet or yeah, he's not a patron, so it's not like you can watch the show. <laughs> and if he was, he wouldn't watch it, we're being real. Right? Yeah. No way. So absolutely not. That was the best, because like he put he he replied immediately because that's always hit or miss with Jack because he's got a real job. Yeah, he sometimes so Jack is fascinating because I don't know when he watches the wrestling show. Yeah, because sometimes we'll text in the show and he'll he'll reply and be popping, and other times it's like you won't hear from him until the next week. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking he's so hard to read on that stuff. He yeah, drunk it. Crosby was. Whew. Yeah. That, yeah, that oh like, god, this dangerous. was yeah, the classic. That's I've rewatched that too because the look on my face, like it, I get happier and happier after each clip. Have you seen? <laughs> he said this on Fed Dead. He yelled, "Don't be a cop caller." Did he about the contract tampering? He actually yelled that on the fucking air. That fucking rules. Incredible moment. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> I forgot he said that. <laughs> he was like wildly in love with Bob that night, and Bob yeah, had was. Bob refused to play ball with it comedically, and just was like <laughs> nodding his head uncomfortably. That's been a fascinating revelation for me and Joe to learn that that Bobby and Jack seem to talk to each other more than they talk to either of us. <laughs> yeah, like just share like real WWE takes with each other, like yeah. losers. Bob messaged me today that a Benoit match was good. <laughs> And I replied, hell yeah. And then I sent him, I was like, wait, what? Why did I say hell yeah? Because <laughs> I sort of read it through the lens of like, yeah, an old WCW match was good, awesome. And and then I quickly realized the context. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't have celebrated that. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I feel on these shows have said worse about him, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure it's fine. 
Did you see Alex's follow-up where he was like, I'm proud of this tweet, and people legitimately, sincerely were like, you shouldn't be, bro. You fucking yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I do remember Alex like, reading it and be like, yeah, good call. I'm not. I'm no, I'm no longer proud of this. He fucking rules. Yeah, dude, the funny. Bob promo on Oracle. God bless. Yeah. His promo on Jack, the delivery on that is fucking incredible. It's something. It sure is. It's something. I mean, in fairness to Bob, he that was very late notice. Yes. I mean, it wasn't actually at all. He agreed to do the bit like, five hours earlier, but he showed up and was like, what did, what did Punk say? I was like, oh, well. Uh. The funniest thing in the whole thing is he... Like, you can tell Bobby doesn't know what to say. Like, there's a pause. And then he thinks of it and he goes, he's a WWF guy again now? What's that about? <laughs> yeah. Which fucking rules because we, we actually know the answer. Like, we know exactly why. <laughs> Jake was talking about trying to work with Triple Paul this week. Oh, Remember that? Yes, he was. Yeah. Talking about like to try and get a job in Stanford and like yeah, he said like, something like you know anything I can do to help was one quote he had in there. It was pretty interesting. Our pal Armadillo Dave had an incredible tweet today. Um, somebody had tweeted what's Killer Cross's character, which that character should again, but and <laughs> Dave quote tweeted with he's Triple H if if Triple H wasn't allowed to be Triple H. <laughs> That is excellent art because he's not necessarily wrong. Not like, all. in all seriousness, if you don't understand why Killer Cross pops Triple H, then I don't know what to tell you. The dude who just has like a fucking playbook of Nazi symbols and shit. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, it's just a matter of time before the Raw and SmackDown logos have skulls in them. And yeah. <laughs> I will say. I'm not proud to admit it, but Alex brought on my timeline to so blame him. But Alex quote tweeted one of the cross promos with "Please Triple H, don't make me like this." And I was like, "Oh no!" And I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh man, like it wasn't bad." And I was kind of, I was like mad at myself for the fact I didn't hate it. He's um, unironically, I brought this up the other day and got like dunked on for it. A few people in the chat were on my side. The hair is a good look for him. Yeah. Cause he, I've never, I've literally never seen him <laughs> besides the entrance. But do you think he looks better, or am I imagining it? No, he does. The chat's putting something happened on the fight, yeah, and I forgot, I forgot there was a fight, I'm and so behind. I was like, "What is happening? Why is everyone?" I'm about to, I'm about to react to this here. I don't know who's about to get knocked out. I go off the chat as quick as I could. I didn't see a knockout coming because we're 24 minutes into the fight, mm-hmm. and there's a minute left. So I kind of started just looking at the chat and not caring. Um, I'm behind here. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. Great Britain has got a UFC champion. Well, that's unfortunate. Head kick knockout after being down on points with a minute left against one of the great UFC champions ever. Head kick knockout, clean, out cold, one shot. Who who lost? Usman. Okay. Leon Edwards, unless I could be wrong, folks, but it looked like he was losing the fight pretty soundly. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't watching it closely. Obviously, we were talking about carrying Cross, but <laughs> he just fucking head kicked Cody. I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. Crowd's going nuts. So is Montgomery. <laughs> Birmingham, he's right. He's a brummie. He fucking didn't think about that. My God. What are you guys going to do over there tomorrow morning? Who are you going to do? Like, fucking for a party? Oh, is that where yeah. Monty's from? Yeah. Their football that's team why sucks. It's like that terrible accent, you know? What level are they in now? 
Oh my god, the replay of this knockout is fucking crazy, man. Brother, this is what I always say. My, 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 one of my best friends is like a huge MMA fan now, and I used to be. And like he talk, he's very analytical, which I appreciate, but I always try to stress to him ultimately, this is men with very, very small gloves throwing many, many punches, kicks, elbows, and knees at each other, and crazy shit can happen. 20, fuck. Out cold, man. Yeah, I think it was, he was up 3-1, right? And he was winning the fifth one, so. They're going to run it back for the third fight, but that's still a crazy result. Um, everyone looks like in Birmingham is popping huge, that looks like to me. I don't see Monty there, though. Is Monty a big fan of the Blues? Birmingham City. I'm gonna just say yeah. <laughs> he's not old, but that's bought me. He's a fan of the Blues, but he's a fan of Chelsea. So, oh, that piece of shit. Yeah, he's horrible, bro. That's why I left WrestleMania as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, that's fair. Kick the shit out of him. That's a. That's Fulham's big rival, but rival, but only on Fulham's end because Chelsea doesn't yeah. give a shit about him. Used to matter back in the olden days. Yeah. Know? He's only a peaky blinder. <laughs> it is a crazy accent. Like everyone, all the Brummies sound exactly the same. Like Monty literally talks like Pete Dunn. <laughs> he talks exactly like Pete Dunn and fucking all of those dudes, Tyler Bay, whoever else is from there. I don't fucking know. It's hilarious how small England is and how like much range there is in like the dis- the distaste between places in England, you know, and the accents and stuff. Very British, very British. How uh how hard will you will you laugh when Trent Seven shows up on Dark Elevation in like two months? <laughs> Does a job in four minutes to QT Marshall. I feel like there's funnier scenarios for Trent though. Well there's definitely, definitely funnier that Trent like Trent like sending a tweet where he's like we're gonna bring back British wrestling would be like one of the funniest things ever. That's I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know if he ever got a Fed action figure, but the fact that he was in like Fed video games and stuff is like one of the most remarkable feats ever. Not because he's a bad wrestler, but because like he's Trent Seven, bro. Like what's fucking crazy? Our pal Alex ironically loves him so much, and it's totally ironic. But to be fair, he was great in that. Remember that classic tag match at Full Sail. Oh, yeah. One with a towel with Roddy and Kyle. Like, seriously, man, this is wild. It does uh, not yeah. appear. It does not appear that Trent Seven got ever got an action figure. They've actually booked a national holiday. That makes sense. To commemorate the loss of NXT UK. So this year it was more like chaotic, but next year we're going to um, really make a point. Like Monty and I have got some plans for it. So Young Leon Edwards is crying his eyes out here. He is uh, representing Monty and Birmingham. He's the world's champion. Do they have Tyler, compete clauses? I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to want to compete, so we'll see. Are you seeking out which of these men have action figures right now? Yeah, you're about to get a text message. Okay. Trent Seven does not have one. Bro, did you see how cool that Dakota Kai figure I picked up was? Yeah. Fucking awesome figure, dude. 
my Hold on. god. Hold on, I'm sending you another picture that's gonna pop you even hit you. It's the same figure, but trust me, I know for a fact that you're gonna pop huge at this. I'm a little I'm actually a little bit worried that you're gonna pop so huge that you're gonna buy it. <laughs> well, not because it's him, just because wait till you see the fit. Like, just fucking look at it. Fair. Right. Yeah, okay. You, did I, um, that, you just you you put that up on the shelf, and he's in the figure fed. And some, you know, when someone walks by and says, "Who's that?" You said, "That's the TV jobber." You make up some fake name for him, and <laughs> not, I haven't gone that far with the um, with the figure fed bit yet. Dude, I used to do that in a uh, in two K. I would I would set up my universe for like all the the legends. And then I would take like the modern people that I didn't care about and I would do like the where you could change their gear and their name and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would give them generic playing gear and, and turn them into jobbers. And <laughs> what are they playing gear? Because, I mean, it, you know, it's the it's the 80s, man. Like you just they just have like young lions. Yeah. Oh, that fucking rules. Man. Dax and Ka- Cash were definitely a jobber tag team. Even though I liked them, but they just because they looked like they could be a jobber tag team, yeah. and they just had plain blue trunks. And I really struggle with um, like doing the, the time machine thing with FTR. I find it very hard. Yeah, because I always can't help but feel like it's like the charm of them is lost if I also have Arn Anderson. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. obviously those matches would be great, but it feels I don't know. It feels always feels weird when I'm doing that shit. No, I, it's probably why I, you avoid time machines. I was to say, know? I can't. <laughs> um, but like, so for example, like if you say, like FTR are better than the Usos, right? But because of the Usos' like size and their, their particular, like, you can like more adjust to like that being like a, a time, time machine. Match up, you know? yeah. I get it. With, with FTR, it's like the point of FTR is that they're like a love letter to teams that were then. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it kind of goes in circles in that regard. So right. you get what you get, I suppose. The um, other pop, the other pop about that universe mode, Joe, because I don't, you didn't really ever got into that mode. What I would do is I would take them and I would turn all their abilities down, so they were all like thirty six overall. And so what would happen is not every time because it's like a thing that would trigger or whatever. But like, if you hit maybe two moves, it would turn into like a squash match mode, and you could just hit your finish and win, and you'd win in like forty five seconds, and the shit popped me huge. Wait, I had no idea about this. Yeah, that's a th- it's all it only I think it only exists in universe mode. I don't know if it, you can do it in exhibition. But yeah, if it's a big time mismatch, there's like it doesn't happen every time, but like if you hit like the first three moves of the match, like I don't remember how it notifies you or I think you just get your finisher mm-hmm. and then you hit your finish and they lose all of their energy. Squashes did work in exhibition too. I don't even know if they're still a thing. Um that shit, I loved that shit. I was doing squashes with Brock and popping huge. Why um, had Brock in the territory? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh no, that was a different universe. But yeah, dude, I because I would just create universes and play like three shows and then quit. So yeah, I've always went to that mode, but I feel like it would drive me nuts. I would lose interest, or yeah, think That's of something fun. else. That's what happens in TEW too. I'm it's, really it, proud of myself, bro. Two months. I, I'm proud of you too. There's a chance I'm gonna fire one up this week, but I don't know what yet. I'm gonna have some free time in my hand. Are you all ever gonna play wrestling games on here? Maybe. We'll probably do something with um the AEW game, I think, probably. 
I don't know big, how we actually do that. Like, that was to say that's the big issue for me and Joe's. We don't know how to do it. No, no clue. Because it's like, okay, I can set it up for my PlayStation, but my PlayStation's in here. So how does that work? Yeah, like, I, I'm not, if we can figure it, like the AEW game, we'll probably do something. I, I think we could do um, one thing. I'd like to explore in you know no time any <laughs> anytime soon. I think we could get some grins out of the uh, GM gimmick on the third game. Yeah, I agree. That's such a simple thing that, like, we could burn through that quick and, you know. Yeah. Winner and a loser, that kind of deal. Um, but I don't know. It's not really out. I mean, there's – To be honest, I've uh, – Look, it was pretty much transparent as possible. Like, I've been on this platform as a wrestling thing for a while, and I saw, like, our audience would rather us do this. Yeah. I, like – it's is the thing. I mean, I, I we when we did Fireball before, I, I I saw obviously Twitch is a gaming platform, but because we're just wrestling dumb fucks, we would only ever do it as novelty because we ain't gonna be entertaining playing those games. Like we just wouldn't be. Yeah, it's not, it's not what we're good at. We're barely good at this. Right. Can you imagine us two fucking idiots trying to play like AEW Fight Forever and just being confused the whole time and then like, <laughs> well, everyone's still being like, uh, well, no, it's like. We, I mean, I know. How to, oh, I'm well. The technical part of it, we'd be confused as shit the whole it's time. It's not so much. Look, we're both, we're not old fucks in the sense we can't play video games. What I'm saying is, we would absolutely find ourselves playing the game, and then be like, "Anyway, guys, you're right." No, <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's actually, yeah, that's 100 percent true. <laughs> we would absolutely do that shit. Like, if we, that's why that TW idea, as good as it was, if you and I did that, we would just, like, it would just be a booking meeting for like three hours. We'd yeah, just, just sit there and like. Just like get really heated about how we're going to feature, you know, Savage this week. Fucking notepads and yeah, yeah. It's not good content. By the way, um, does anyone have a good name for Jesse Ventura's talk show in my territory? Because I don't really want to call it Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theories. <laughs> was this show called The Body Shop? Fuck, you're right. Yeah. That was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. That's good um, shit, man. I finally admitted to Tope Sosita the, the so you may remember that we did a bet on the Raptors and Sixers series, and I was supposed to bring back TWF for a grand finale episode. Um and I lost that bet. And then I realized I had deleted the TWF file. Mm-hmm. So instead of admitting I deleted a file, I just turned it into this bit where I was refusing to <laughs> to honor the bet. <laughs> I finally admitted to him that, well, actually what happened is I couldn't do it because I deleted it. <laughs> Only a pop was saying here. I tweeted like six hours ago. Great fucking fight about the boxing. Manny has just replied with the English flag. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know if it's funny if he does it, as, he's done it as a shoot or as like a sort of layered bit. That's good shit, man. That rules. Um, right. Hey, we take this one home? What do you reckon? Yeah, we've been here two hours and twenty minutes. It's probably yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Um, I may hop on tomorrow night, folks, when I get back from the from the graps. So we call it graps. Um, and like talk about the show, or the show what? may fucking suck, and I may completely avoid discussing it ever. What company is this? This is Revolution Pro. Rev Pro, got it. It's well, Pox in America, so he won't be defending the belt. 
Was not last year out. I can't wait till he wrestles Mark Andrews in some shitty little venue and they put it on dark. Um, Speedball is working. Tony mm-hmm. Deppin is working. Osprey's the main event. So. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't like Osprey. Good wrestler, though. I you will don't? admit that. No. Seems like a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know. Wrestling, he has I? moments as a wrestler, though. I'm not going to keep pretending that he doesn't. If he's going to wrestle pocket all out, that's going to rule. Problem with the piece of shit thing is, like, wrestlers, you know? That's true. They're all pieces of shit. Especially but... here in Great Britain. Yeah. I think they should get rid of wrestling, to be honest with you. Yes, let's <gasps> do this. Penelope's 100%. on. Penelope. Penelope Ford. I'm not familiar with her. They both say. have long hair. I'm not sure which one it is. Penelope's only got like 78 folks, so that's not even that crazy. Um, why are you watching us? Penelope's on, you fucking losers. Anyway, go and enjoy it. Hold on, shoot any... yes. Don't do it yet, Joe, because I want to... I'm hopping in so I can see what happens on the Penelope show. Okay, do you have okay. any final words before we send them? Um, thanks again, everyone. Speak soon. I can see what happens. Oh, <gasps> that was horrible. All right, bye, everyone. Enjoy Penelope. Okay, if you watch it on YouTube on Patreon, why are you still here? She's playing Sim City. That rules. Seems like she's she has a good time over there on on the Twitch gimmick. Um, bye, everyone. Bye. 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 No outro. You've watched two and a half hours of a Twitch VOD that's not public. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>